From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is seven minutes past the hour. Thanks for waking up early in the morning. Hope you had a great Easter weekend. And here we go. Brand new week. Brand new day and a lot to catch up on. Good thing that Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is paying attention. They reviewed a bunch of math books and found 54 of them, which they have rejected. So you can imagine in these liberal states, all this stuff that exists that doesn't get rejected, that is part of indoctrination, part of teaching critical race theory. Someone asked me about a week or two ago, well, what is critical race theory? I keep hearing critical race theory, CTR. What is this? I said, well, in short, it's basically they're teaching white children to hate themselves and they're teaching black children that they're oppressed. And it's it's wrong. It's 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 hideous. I've said this basically while well, I know my entire broadcasting career, but for the longest time, even before that. Children are not the slightest bit. Racist, they don't see color. They love each other. It's the adults that mess it all up. And it's typically the ones that act like they are not racist that are racist. And they're busy calling people who aren't racist, racist. The Florida Department of Education has rejected 54 math books, which contain, quote, prohibited topics. References like critical race theory. And all kinds of stuff. All kinds of things that just have no business in the classroom. 54 math books contain prohibited topics. Math. (laughs) How do you do that? I thought math was supposed to be numbers and But you know what they do? They'll have like a sentence. We read some of these ones in New Jersey a few years ago. And they have some hideous sentence. Some of these books around the country, they even put President Trump in the questions. Like President Trump is a skunk. And if you have two skunks, I mean, not quite that, but similar. Quote, the highest number of books rejected were for grade levels K through five. Isn't that interesting? Now, what would it be about K through five that you would see a disproportionate number of these things? And again, it's open for interpretation. But in my humble estimation, and I, I, I think I'm right. In fact, I'm sure I'm right. I just don't want to... Uh, turn anyone off oh you're sure he's right yeah i'm sure i'm right i know i'm right the worst is in grades k through five because you're trying to get them young and indoctrinate them quote 
this was a great line by Governor DeSantis. He just keeps making the right decisions. It's, it's uncanny. Quote, it seems that some publishers attempted to slap a coat of paint on an old house built on the foundation of Common Core and indoctrinating concepts like race essentialism, especially bizarrely for elementary school students. I'm going to repeat that because it's fantastic. Quote, it seems that some publishers attempted to slap a coat of paint on an old house built on the foundation of Common Core and indoctrinating concepts like race essentialism, especially bizarrely for elementary school students. But it's not by accident. CRT was banned from Florida classrooms by the state's Board of Education in June 2021. So we talk all the time about how elections have consequences. If you had Andrew Gillum, who lost by a whisker, now it would have been a terrible situation for a lot of reasons, including bad philosophy of governance, but he also got himself criminally charged not long after that election. But had he won? You'd have some wacky uh, commissioner of education. All this common core, all this emotional learning in mathematics, they call SEL, uh, CRT, critical race theory, what DeSantis called race essentialism. All of this would be in the books. All of it would be in the curriculum. All of it would be in the lesson plans and all of it would be being taught. And it wouldn't be teaching. It would be indoctrination. One Broward school board member was troubled by the State Department of Education decision, warning it was, quote, heading in a direction where if any text is inclusive of the diverse racial and ethnic backgrounds that make up our state, they're considering it indoctrination and CRT, quote, it's disturbing, borderline authoritarian and definitely censorship. Sarah Leonardi said this was in the um, Sun Sentinel newspaper, quote, notably, it denies the existence of much of our student population. If state leadership made decisions with children in mind, they wouldn't be engaging in these fallacious culture wars at all once again the side that's extreme and wacky and over the top and inappropriate they're the ones that get away with acting like they're the good guys they're the inclusive ones you are a racist that's what that is come on you can you can read between those thin lines this this jackass is calling Governor Ron DeSantis a racist. And what I love about DeSantis is he knows he's not and he doesn't care what these whacks do. It's everywhere. 
the immediate way to shut you up, shut you down, is to call you a racist. And I've been urging everyone, you know what you are, you know what you aren't. Don't let these radicals get away with calling you things you're not and stopping you. I mean, imagine in the Commonwealth of Virginia, had Terry McAwful won, this guy's position was, parents, shut up. You have no place in your children's education. Who's ever heard of such a thing? Parents are essentially important in that regard. Much more right after the break. It's 15 minutes past the hour. I am Hurley in the morning. It's a brand new week. Welcome to the program. This is WPG Talk Radio 95.5 South Jersey's number one talk station. Open forum coming up at 7, 8 o'clock hour. We'll tell you about that when we get there. 9 o'clock hour, Mayor Charles Kane, the Auto Plaza at English Creek. A lot to do. So keep it going. Oh, if you're going out anytime soon, it was 34 degrees when I went out at 3 a.m. 34 degrees on April, what is it, the 18th. I haven't felt anything like that. I don't know the last time. That's barely, what, two degrees above freezing. At the, the trees, the plants, the animals, I mean, everybody, everything must be absolutely just like, what is going on here? I mean, honestly, that's close to needing, um, what's it called uh, when it's really cold out? Blue, I don't know why I can't think of the name, but it was close to needing an emergency declaration for folks that are outside. 34 degrees. It's not, it, let's see what temperature it is now. Probably not that much warmer now. Go to my trusty H phone. It is. Let's see. Right now, it's still 34 degrees. Hasn't warmed up a lick. There will be some sun, but then it's pretty much mm, partly cloudy, a little bit of sun, and then cloudy all day. Yeah. Now, I don't know if it's called. Somebody just wrote blue code. Code blue. Somebody wrote blue code. That didn't sound right. And, of course, Foley would know, the director of emergency management. Code blue. I had one of the words. I mean, I, I don't know the difference. If it's 32 and you might have a code blue, wouldn't you have one at 34? I mean, that's got to be very unpleasant. Craig's saying that Verizon says it's 33. I'm going to go with my uh, weather services, which say that it's 34, but barely a difference. We'll be back. Don't go away. As always, don't try this at home. Or, in fact, do try it at home. Fox News Commentary. I'm Jimmy Fallon, and I'll tell you about Joe Biden's latest handshake agreement next. Economists are warning that sanctions against Russia could trigger devastating inflation, worse than the current 40-year highs. Hi, this is Stephen K. Bannon, and I urge you to protect your savings right now with a gold IRA through Birch Gold. 
the only company I trust for gold. Just text the word SHELTER to 989898 to get a free info kit on how to protect your savings with gold. Again, text SHELTER to 989898. So Joe Biden finished a speech on Thursday, turned around and shook hands with nobody, meaning there was no person standing there. And there's the president shaking hands with an invisible man. This is a real mess in Washington, not to mention a mountain of hypocrisy by the Democrats. The Democratic Party once lost their mind because Donald Trump walked gingerly down a ramp at the West Point Military Academy. They were like, look at the way he's moving his feet. He's got to take a cognitive exam. Meanwhile, Joe Biden falls three times on the way up the stairs to Air Force One, fist bumps a ghost, and the left's like, nothing to see here. And folks, I don't say this as a Republican. I say this as an American. Joe Biden is the only person you know who quits talking in the middle of a sentence because he's done. In any other generation, we would have took away his car keys, but no, ours gave him the nuclear codes. And that's why getting through the rest of this administration is going to be a real battle for all of us. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. South Jersey's number one talk station. You did that. Thank you. Now, I spent some time this weekend because I wanted to see how much of the media would actually cover that Joe Biden, while speaking in North Carolina, and this was the next thing we were going to talk about, and then I just heard Jimmy Fallon talking about it uh, a few minutes ago on his commentary. He didn't turn around. Uh, he turned to his right as though someone was right there. And he shook hands with the air. And then he started to speak to himself. He wasn't speaking to anyone that was there, although I believe he thought that someone was there. And then I wanted to do a little homework. I remember seeing these commercials for quite a few years where people would have hallucinations and they would see people that aren't there. And it's, it's, it's very sad. But we're talking about the president of the United States. So we have to talk about it. And then I did a new search and you can't find any American media coverage. Maybe the New York Post and a handful. It was Sky News in Australia, the United Kingdom, Usual Suspects, Daily Mirror and some of the others. But you can't find any coverage in America. Because all the American media can do is ignore they, they just, just like Hunter Biden and, and all of it, they just ignore it. They won't cover it. Now, of course, they are covering it a little bit, Hunter Biden. So I looked up basically frontotemporal dementia. And boy, does that seem like a dead ringer. And then I spent some time reading up on understanding hallucinations and Alzheimer's and dementia. And this is what we've got. Again, you, you know, whenever there's a big moment, the state of the union address, a debate, some big speech that's coming up, he disappears on a Friday and we don't see him again until Tuesday night. And these speeches are never Monday. It's like they need all of Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, whatever they're doing. Someday, somebody's going to tell the truth about what's going on here. I don't even know. I speculate 
typically just to myself in my own mind. But I believe there's either infusions or something, experimental stuff, something is being done because then what you see for a few hours, it ain't great, but it's better than what you usually see. And I really do believe that's the reason why every Friday early in the day, they shut down the White House. It's called put a lid on it. He leaves for Delaware and it it's. It's it's a total routine. Don't worry, Joe. It's almost Friday. It's almost Friday. We're going to get you to Delaware. It's almost Friday. I mean, I'm serious. I, I believe, although I did not see it for myself, I believe that Saturday Night Live did do a skit on Biden shaking hands with the air. And I don't I don't laugh at it. It's it's not funny to me. Funny is if you're completely with it and you do something and then and then they do a skit on it and then then it's okay. This to me is is just like elder abuse. It's it's exploitation. It's horrible. I'm not saying they should ignore it because they. You, if we're going to fake like everything is normal, then you do have to cover what's going on. You should at least. But look at the, the mounting evidence. And now, I mean, did you see it? Did you see the look on his face? He got done and big wide eyed like he like some he saw someone. When you're alone, you don't go putting your hand out to shake the air. He thinks he saw someone. I know it. I know what I saw. And I looked at it. I said, oh, my gosh. What, what does he see that we don't see? And he's shaking hands. And then his eyes were all wide and he started talking to himself. And nobody's covering this? Hannity does. Sean, he does. I think Tucker does a little bit. He, he makes, you know, comments. Hannity probably covers it more than anyone. And I don't, I don't mention this stuff to be unkind. He, he should be getting help. He should be living what may be the twilight years of his life. Not like this. Not with this fake out that everything is fine and he's in control. And every time he speaks, they have to correct it. Then Jen Psaki took a very novel approach late last week. He's the president of the United States. He can say whatever he wants. But they, they didn't know what I, I'm so frustrated that the media doesn't know what to say next. The next question or comment is, hey, Jen, of course he can say whatever he wants. That's not my question. My question is, is that the policy of the United States when he says it? Because you always come out with a contradiction minutes after he says these things. So she got away with just total 
deflection, transference, conflation, change the subject, just righteous indignation. He's the president of the United States. He can say whatever he wants. And the person, like, accepted that. I'm thinking, you're terrible at your job. Quit. Let somebody do it that knows the, the many, many times. The first question is the setup. And then the second part is going after your answer. If you just settle for whatever goop you get thrown at you, then you're terrible at your job. And they're all allowed to follow up. I watch this. Not as not um, very often because I can't stand it. You see a combination of an incompetent people and people who purposely are in the tank. That should be a serious question. Jen, Jen, the president shook hands with the air and started to talk to himself. Should we be concerned? Then let her just babble. But you got to get it out there. 31 minutes past the hour. We'll be back. It's early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. And it is Harry Hurley with three stories you can follow on our WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. There is a deer with a limp. And it's been spotted all over Northfield. Nearly 100 people from the same New Jersey high school have developed brain cancer. We have the story. And Sir Paul McCartney in concert at Atlantic City's Boardwalk Hall, the greatest concert ever, not just in Atlantic City, ever, September 28th, 2002. From the Town Square, New Jersey, Info and Weather Network, I'm Chris Coleman for Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. Temperatures are in the 30s this morning in South Jersey, and we do have to talk about some heavy rain in the near future. Clouds will be increasing today with some rain by this afternoon with a high of 52. That rain could be heavy at times tonight, breezy with a low of 40. Rain quickly ends by tomorrow morning. Sunshine returns for Tuesday up to 55. More sunshine Wednesday and 60. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 South Jersey's talk station. Hi, it's Mark Levin. Join me this evening at 6. Now back to Hurley in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM 1450 AM. South Jersey's talk station. The great one is bringing it. All right, one last comment on this Joe Biden and what appears to be, come on. Why, Why is it? I mean, remember when President Trump He held a glass of water with two hands and the media went bananas for a week and said, this is a sign of some serious condition. He drank, drank the water with two hands. I I said at the time, I said it looked a little funny, but come on, no big deal. And then there were, it was a rainy day and there were these metal steps with a really um, sharp incline, the president had leather bottoms on his shoes. And he was just careful not to fall down. Imagine if Trump went down. Biden fell three times going up the plane steps. Imagine if Trump go boom and he fall down. They would have gone, oh, my gosh, it would have been the end of the world. Here's Biden shaking hands with the air and talking to himself. 
And that's probably not even the worst thing he's done that we've seen. Do you realize how many people, we're talking generals, we're talking members of Congress, cabinet people, all kinds of senior staff. Do you realize how many people are pretending like nothing is wrong? And I actually feel sometimes like when I bring it up, like I'm I'm the bad guy. When a person with Alzheimer's or other dementia hallucinations, they can see things, hear, smell, taste, feel something that isn't there. This is why this man cannot be president. But I understand the alternative is even worse. And how can you say that? So it's just like mind-blowing to, to think that. Some hallucinations may be frightening, while others may involve ordinary visions of people, situations, or objects from the past. He got done a speech. He saw someone. I know he did because I saw him look. I studied this. And his eyes got really wide and he's shaking hands. Then he's then all of a sudden it, it probably wasn't there anymore. And he's spinning around and lost. And everything's fine. Shut up. Don't comment. Pretend it's nothing going on. And then this is why we, we hear all these things that are counter to what allegedly is the policy of this administration. And their policies are terrible to begin with. And then you get him saying different things. Then they come out, the staff. You know, you ever see him with that, like, lost look on his face when he says, oh, I'm, I'm going to be in trouble or they, they don't want me to do this. Maybe someday we're going to find out who they are. Ron Klain, Barack Obama, people like that, Jen Psaki. But we're just going to keep on pretending all the whistle to the graveyard. We're going to whistle all the way to World War III. Just whistle. Everything is fine. No problems. Just don't bring it up. Please shut up. Everything is fine unless you unless you say what you see. Here's one that we predicted, but please, no, no applause because this was easy. Twitter on Friday after we went off the air uh, said that its board of directors has unanimously adopted a, quote, poison pill defense in response to Tesla CEO Elon Musk's proposal to buy the company and to take it private. Well, yeah, of course. Why wouldn't they? Now, in fairness to the poison pill, poison pill is sometimes to kill something, but sometimes it's a negotiation, a defensive maneuver to try to even get a better deal. But I don't trust these people. Uh, what, what did they do? They ran their, their uh, stock down a whole bunch. And I think Elon Musk offered like $20 more per share than their stock is worth. They don't want free speech. Come on, you see this? How in the world can despotic dictators murderers, horrible people be on Twitter, but the president of the United States 
immediate past is banished. Twitter's plan would take effect, the poison pill, if Musk's roughly 9% stake, which I think is 9.2, but it went down, the price went down because they did this. So they actually ran their stock price down even lower, which is what we talk about all the time. That is cognitive dissonance when you vote against your own self-interest. They want to keep their philosophy in place so bad that they turn down a very generous offer. So Twitter's plan would take effect if Elon Musk's roughly 9% stake in the company grows to 15% or more. Even then, Musk could still take over the company company with a proxy fight by voting out the current directors. I hope I hope he continues. Because he wants to take it private. And he wants to make this open for free speech for all. Can you believe we're even, this is America. Can you believe they have such a tight lid? There's so, remember when I, in my opening monologue and I talked about this Democrat, I forget who it was, but talking about censorship, accusing the other side of censorship to Sanus. When they are the ones that are the practitioners of censorship. Remember, you couldn't post about Hunter Biden. You couldn't post that you didn't think Joe Biden won the election. But of course, you can post that Stacey Abrams had the election stolen from her. Even though there's absolutely no evidence that she did. And it's a big lie. It's always been a big lie. She went from being in debt, having negative net worth to now worth millions of dollars. Everything's great the way it's supposed to be. And they want to control who can speak and what you can say. And somebody comes along and says, hey, I'd like to buy this and pay you like 20-some dollars more a share than it's worth because you've been running it into the ground. You don't even know how to monetize it correctly. And they don't want that. Of course they don't. I hope he continues to forge on. And I hope he does get to knock out all these bad people. And then take it over that way. That would even be better, I think. The offer was very kind. It was very clean. It was very easy. But of course they weren't going to take it. This is Early in the Morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's number one talk station. All because of you. Thank you for that. Now, this is something that I think it's a it's it's pretty hard to look at it any other way. President Biden has ended Title 42 decision is made unless it's reversed and it takes effect in early May. But he's ended Title 42 at the same time keeping public transportation face mask mandates in effect. So either the pandemic is over and that's why you've ended Title 42. See, this is what I mean 
by the I'm psychotic and so am I administration. On one hand, the rationale is we've ended Title 42 because the pandemic's over. But on the other hand, it's we need to keep face masks going while you're on public transportation. And of course, that's encouraged the Broadway theaters. They have the mask mandate now extended through May 31st. So it's like never going to end with these people. Never going to end. I like the idea of ending it. And if you're in a high risk category, you either limit your activities or you wear the face mask because you feel comfortable doing that. I don't look at anybody funny when they're wearing a face mask. My philosophy during the pandemic is I played by the rules. If a face mask was required, I wore it. If it wasn't required, I made my own decision. I think I told you the story about a year or more ago. In fact, I know I did. And I'll even tell you the establishment because I'm a big fan. Aversa has a bakery in Margate and they have one in Brigantine. I've been to both, but I've been to the Margate one many, many more times. I've been to the Brigantine one, I think, a whopping two times. Been by it many times but I've been in it twice and they, it's great. If you remember Bobby Shays, it's, it's kind of set up like Bobby Shays, all kinds of wonderful food cooked and ready to go. And in, in the case, and you just, just can go at it. Meatballs, chicken, everything. Bobby Shea crab cakes, except uh, Bobby Shea hasn't been able to uh, supply them to, to many of the locations. So, Pretty much you buy them uh, directly from him now if you want them. And I do like them. So Margie and I, I got ready. It was almost like a, a force of habit. I went to grab my face mask and I said to Margie, no, we don't have to wear them. It, it, they were out. We were told you didn't have to wear them anymore. We go into a versus and the place is packed. And we are the only two people without a face mask on. Possibly one other, maybe. I'm a little bit sketchy on that. But that almost doesn't matter. It it felt like just two of us. And then I remember thinking, like, I was going to go out and just go get the face mask. But then I just said, no, it's not required. I'm, 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 I'm I'm not wearing it. So I decided against wearing it. Now, I remember a couple times Margie and I went to certain places and we did wear the face mask. So I like the idea of, first of all, government has to be consistent. You can't, you, they can because they're in, in power, but you shouldn't. So rather than say you can't, let me say you shouldn't. You shouldn't say the pandemic is over and therefore we're ending Title 42 And for those who either forgot or don't know what Title 42 is, it was put in by President Trump and it really helped keeping illegals out during the pandemic, which really is something you should want to do when you have no way of verifying who's got what. It's just not a good thing. But the Democrats plan is to inundate the country Millions of people already in. 
millions more. Oh, my gosh. I heard somebody the other day saying if you end Title 42, and it's not an if, it's, it, is, it is being ended, that we're going to see 18,000 illegals just at the southern border every single day. And they're just going to be coming in. And I guess they'll get their cell phone and their bottle of water and everything else. Let me do a quick calculation here. And that's just one location. That's not the only place. 18,000 a day for 365 days is 6,570,000 people. We're not going to have a country if these bozos continue to get to do this. Let me just make sure I didn't miscalculate that. 18,000 times 365. Yep. Now, it's not going into effect on the 1st of January, so you would have to um, adjust for that because if it starts in May you'd have seven months out of the year. So it would be like 4 million on top of the 2 million that are already here anyhow. In in what world is that a good thing? In what country is that a good thing? There's no other country in the world that just allows people to just pour in. And we don't even know the difference between good people that have been oppressed and are just looking for a better life. And I understand that. And I'm empathetic to that. But that's why we have legal immigration and it takes a while and you do it the right way. And we get to investigate. Who are you? What are your intentions? Are you coming here to become an American? Or do you have other ideas? We have drug traffickers, human traffickers, MS-13 gang members, good people. Yeah, it's all a mixture but no way to know. And then remember when uh, the average age was just, it was male and very young. Remember that? Absolutely, something's got to be done. But that's But then again, that's what elections are for. That's why we're very fortunate that our founders put something together that has been able to endure... And I I think it's um, presently unsustainable. I think we can delay it. I don't know if we can stop it because you're just going to get to the point where the philosophy of the left, we're going to be inundated. They're, They're rigging the permanent Democrat majority. I think we can slow it down. But I fear for our children and especially our grandchildren and beyond. This country may not exist 20, 30, 50 years from now. Open Forum begins right now. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a Town Square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. 
Thank you very much. Six minutes past the hour. I wonder, raise your hand, unless you're driving. How many of you watched any of the USFL? I will say that over the weekend, on two occasions, I put on the Philadelphia game for a little bit, saw a phenomenal catch uh, where um, that, that catch would be great in the NFL, top flight collegiate, I mean, in any, in any league. Uh, but it just – and the, the, the stands were basically just empty uh, in the Philadelphia game. I, I don't know. I, I, I want to be – I want to be an optimist about it, but it couldn't keep my attention span, and I just didn't find it interesting. It didn't, I have to say, it did not look terrible, and I wanted to see a team go for the three-point play. Uh, It was pretty cool. The quarterback scored, and then they were down nine to six. He put up three fingers, but then the head coach put up one, and then that was that. I wanted to see a three-point play. But I, I, didn't, I didn't like it that much, I, I think. And if I were a gambler, and I'm not, thank God, I just don't like to lose. Uh, I understand why it's exciting, but it's just not for me. Uh, thankfully, it never has been. A lot of bad habits out there that I'm glad I, I didn't uh, get attracted to. But I do understand how it's, 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 it can be intoxicating and exciting but just not for me. But who would who would bet on that? And they are. People are betting on that. I wouldn't bet on that. How do you know who, who who's what? It's, it's hard enough when you think you know the talent of different teams. But it wasn't good. It wasn't terrible, but it wasn't good. We had it on for a little bit yesterday. I didn't even stay around long enough to know... Uh, it was like the third quarter and Philadelphia was winning 10 to 9 and I turned it off at that point. I wanted to, I wanted Philadelphia to win but obviously I didn't care that much. Didn't stay with it. But my my evaluation after maybe watching a total of two quarters, maybe a little bit of one game and almost two quarters of another is that it's just okay I mean I'd like to see it make it because it'd be cool to have something viable during the off season of the NFL but and and I like the idea of a league being around like I'm a big fan of the uh Atlantic League of Professional Baseball they get to try out different things and if the league can make it then they'll try out rules and different things to see if it's something they want to bring to the NFL And at some point, even though I guess we've taken and accepted human flaws for the whole length and breadth of America's pastime, baseball, there, there was an umpire that made 10 mistakes in the 10th and 11th inning of an extra inning game. Made 10 incorrect calls. Was the decider of the game. So this is where in the Atlantic League and and you're going to see these things where maybe you don't need a home plate umpire. Would you rather a human that gets it right most of the time or would you rather 
a computer that gets it right all the time. I mean, you see some of these umpires, they're calling balls and they're calling strikes when it's the opposite. I, I, I saw this one umpire. I mean, this ball was like three inches off the plate, calling it a strike. That person shouldn't be allowed to be an umpire. But we caught a little bit of it. Not not enough to get too excited about it. 609-407-1450. Some call him GS9. I'll call him Matt. Matt, good morning. Uh, you want to talk about the elephant in the room again. That's not why I called. But, no, I, uh, I don't want to talk about the elephant in the room because I got it figured out, Matt. That that thing is not a permit to carry a weapon. I got it. I don't. It's not an elephant in the room with me. I, I figured it out that day. The GS nine is the salary. That's your placement in the position on the salary guide. GS nine, GS fourteen, GS twelve, but n- nothing to do with carrying. Anyhow, what's going on? Well, yeah, I too watched the uh, USFL. All right, and the New Jersey game was pretty interesting. I kind of like the technology, Harry, but I agree with you. I, I, I didn't see any fan support, especially that Philly game. It was like empty in there, you know oh, what I mean? It was terrible. I mean, behind each of the um, the goalposts in the end zone, nobody. I mean, not a single fan. Then you look on each side. I mean, when we bring quality collegiate basketball there's some decent crowds in atlantic city uh you would think here's what i would say matt and get your take on it i would say when you know you're ramping something up and you're playing it all in birmingham at a couple of locations wouldn't you throw tickets all over town and and i mean i I don't want to say pad the house it was terrible. I don't and I I don't know what the weather was like uh, in the in the Philadelphia game, but it didn't it didn't look that inclement. No, it wasn't. It wasn't bad, you know. It, it, and they should be giving them tickets away dirt cheap anyway, you know. Yeah. But uh, the one thing I liked about the technology was uh, in, in the in the Jersey Generals game. Uh, they they had a reporter right next to the coach, the head coach, and now you really know, you know how much these head coaches know because he called that entire uh, um, uh, drive live, and it ended up in a touchdown. And he was standing right next to the coach, and he was calling like sixty double eagle pro right, uh, you know. And then he saw the defense, no audible, audible. Let's go pro left. They were in the, you know, and double coverage over here. Let's go pro left, pro do you, left. Do you like the idea that? Not just the quarterback, you know, in the NFL, the quarterback can hear the play and then give it to the team. Do you like it in this USFL that more people are actually able to hear things that are going on? I think I don't see anything wrong with that. No, it was interesting. I just I I, I mean, I, it was how in tune the coach was to the actual game and the offense between him and the quarterback was 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 cool to see. You know what I mean? You- could a could a USFL team beat, say, Alabama, or would Alabama beat a USFL team? Yeah, Alabama would crush them. No, you you just I mean, a team like Alabama, like the big boys of Alabama, Ohio State, you know, teams like that. 
uh, Clemson, but you know, um, they are pro athletes, and some of them are going to get a shot in the NFL because, like you said, they got to made that catch. Somebody's looking at that. Yeah, I would be. Don't I mean, it. I would definitely. If I'm a scout, I'm definitely looking at the talent. Now you have to also uh, factor in: is it an NFL caliber player, or is it a really good player in a bad league, or a, you know, a not so good league? And then would that transfer? to the NFL, but usually I remember, or, or look, Kurt Warner came from arena football. You get good players that, uh, that are just as good as NFL players that just didn't get the shot, maybe didn't play for the big school, didn't have the break, didn't get the, the, the draft uh, selection. There's no doubt. There's, there's, there's better people out there that don't make it than there are the ones fortunate enough to make it, but they usually do a pretty good job in terms of scouting the talent. Uh, how would you rate the overall caliber of the USFL early on? Well, I thought, you know, there were some talented players out there. It's it's the technology that I was interested in. You know, they had drones flying right behind guys' helmets during the play. I don't know how that drone pilot does that without, you know, interfering with the play. I I, I, I was wild. Yeah, a lot of but, skill. You know, I mean, you, you see in the NFL, they have it on the chains or whatever those things are, and the cameras are flying on them, and occasionally they even fall down, and they, they I think they've even hit people on occasion. But, yeah, the drone technology, you know what that is? That's just flat-out pilot skill. Yeah, I mean, they must have the best of the best working for that league because he was right behind the guy's helmet. When he was running the, the you know, the, the uh, passing route. Well, I don't, I don't know if you could see the drone or if the shot made you feel like it was. But remember, they have amazing cameras and they can be way up off of the, um, you know, the player and still look like they're right on top of the player. Harry, I saw it, man. I saw a running play and I saw the drone from another camera and he was... Okay. The drone was like three feet behind the running back. All right, then there you go. It was there. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't see that, but I did watch enough of it to, to figure out that it's okay. But it's really not something that I'm going to spend much time. I, I don't. I don't think I'll watch it again. Mm. I'm on board with you on that. All right, let me, Matt. Ready. Let me jump. It's 17 minutes past the hour. I've got to jump in for the break. Have a nice day. Good to talk to you. USFL dialogue uh, on the morning after. I, I want to look. I, I'm not. Um, I'm not hammering it. I, I want it to do well. I hope it does well. I think they came up with a good idea. Insofar as um, it's not a bubble, but they instead of teams traveling, everybody's in the Birmingham, Alabama area. So that that seems to make sense to me. Probably wouldn't have made sense to me pre-COVID-19 pandemic. But like what Tom Cantone was able to do with the bubble that he created at uh, Mohegan Sun, there's something to that that I think was smart, I think, from a business plan standpoint. But the problem is, I think we can say, unless this is unusual, Usually you'd be able to pad the house for the first early play. And then if it's not good enough to keep people's attention, then then the, the fans will dwindle over time. These were terrible turnouts from the beginning. 
it's not a good sign. So I don't know if it's the area doesn't support it. If there's, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. But I honestly believe if we would have had a USFL game right here. Now, unfortunately, we, we really can't. And it's a shame. I, I really think they should have kept uh, Boardwalk Hall to be able to have a 100-yard field. That, that, to me, is a miss. But if we had a game here, I, I know we would have had more fans there than what they had. Look what we did with the arena football. And I went to one of those games with Chuck Malamud. It was, it was a lot of fun. And it was a good crowd. Yesterday, I did not see good crowds. Now, maybe some of the other games were better, but the Philadelphia game that I saw was embarrassing, the, the, the scant crowd that was in, in, uh, in attendance. 19 minutes past the hour, Sean Hannity is up. This is Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Waking up on the right side. This is the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. This is genocide that you see. This is evil in our time that we're witnessing here. I saw one uh, Russian Su-35 fighter was was down by Ukrainian forces. They're, they're putting up a hell of a fight, except they don't have enough munitions. That is a problem. You know, look at the images. There were pictures, page five, New York Post, of more mass graves in Ukraine. In one particular mass grave in this one area of Busha that I'm talking about, they had some, what, 280 people in one mass grave. That's evil in our time. That's the carnage of Vladimir Putin. What did I say? The Hannity Doctrine. If you invade a sovereign, innocent country, you forfeit your right to lead that country, and you should forfeit your right to live on this planet. From coast to coast, from sea to shining sea, it's the Sean Hannity Show. Are you self-employed or a real estate investor looking for a mortgage? It can be frustrating qualifying with most mortgage lenders, but it doesn't have to be thanks to Cash Call Mortgage. At Cash Call Mortgage, we use alternative methods to qualify people for mortgage loans, bank statements to qualify self-employed borrowers, and lease agreements to qualify real estate investors. And no W-2s or tax returns are required. We don't charge any lender fees and no broker fees. If you're being turned down for a home loan because you're self-employed or a real estate investor, call Cash Call Mortgage for your free quote to see if you qualify visit cashcallmortgage.com or call now. Call 800-931-6022. 800-931-6022-800-931-6022. Cash Call Mortgage is a DBA of Impact Mortgage Corp. NMLS ID 128231. Not all applicants will qualify. Equal housing lender licensed by California Department of Financial Protection and Innovation. Residential Mortgage Lending Act license number 4131083. Not licensed in all states including New York. These loans may have higher interest rate, more points, and are more fees than a full documentation loan. Hi, it's Markley and Van Camp. Join us later today at 1. Now back to Hurley in the Morning on WPG, Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM, South Jersey's talk station. Thank you. 24 minutes past the hour. I've been chatting with Tom Foley during the break, and I want to take back some of what I said. That's one of the things I, I believe is a strength of this program. If we say something and, and I'm wrong, I like to correct it immediately. I didn't know anything about the weather. It didn't look bad. I mean, I watched almost a half of the game, but Tom told me there were thunderstorms in the forecast, and for two hours, people were not allowed in the stadium. So Tom doesn't make stuff up, so I'm going to take back what I said. You can't have a good crowd 
uh, if you're not allowed in the game. Now, I didn't see. I saw a little bit of Saturday. I didn't notice a big crowd. Tom said Saturday that the game or games, they were packed. So if we get it wrong, I'm like baby Hausman's dad. If I get it wrong, I say I'm wrong. Uh, I take that back. But there were people in the crowd, though. So at some point, people were. But look, if you were planning on going and then you're told you can't get in and for two hours you can't get in, I mean, a lot of people are not going to just be like a yo-yo for that. So, Tom, thank you for that. I, I, um, I'm i actually pleasantly pleased because if that was the crowd for a first game, then the USFL was in trouble. If they're packing them in nice and that was just a weather anomaly, and it seems as though that's the case, then um, we stand corrected on that. And, 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 and let me tell you, happily corrected. Good. I mean, my lion eyes saw what they saw, but I didn't know that there was a weather issue, and the announcers never brought it up. You would think they would say, hey, hey, when you're looking at the game and nobody's here, it's because nobody's allowed in here. I mean, they should have probably communicated a little bit with that because it was it was a bad it was a bad crowd. I mean, it looked like it was just like the family of the players in what you would call the the bowl, if you will, and nobody behind either end zone. This portion of Hurley in the morning brought to us in part by Ambient Comfort Heating and Cooling Professionals. Let me urge you, if you haven't done this yet, and I know at thirty some degrees, thirty four degrees this morning. You don't know whether you're going to have your heat on or have your air conditioner on. It's just crazy. But they do a wonderful spring tune-up. We did it a couple of weeks ago. Fantastic, thorough, really great job. All you have to do is either call 609-568-0955. That's 609-568-0955. 0955 609-568-0955 or you can go on the website ambientcomfortnj.com ask for the $59 spring tune-up that's for new customers and it doesn't matter oh they didn't put my system in ambient comfort it doesn't matter who installed your system $59 spring tune-up 609 568-0955 on the web at ambientcomfortnj.com. Boy, I'll tell you what, I was thrilled uh, with Tom Foley's update because I was shocked. How do you, I mean, there was so much fanfare and jazz to the beginning of the season. And then to see that, that was um, inexplicable, but now we know why. President Trump issued a trio of Easter Sunday greetings, and it was pretty hysterical, very Trumpian. It was a message of peace and prosperity. Another sort of took took aim at the radical left Democrats for destroying the country. And a third communication blamed, quote, racist Attorney General Letitia James for destroying New York. Happy Easter to all, the president wrote. 
May there be great peace and prosperity throughout the world. And then some of the other ones. Happy Easter to all, including the radical left maniacs who are doing everything possible to destroy our country. (laughs) Nobody else does this. It's just fantastic. It's so good. Quote, may they not succeed, but let them nevertheless be happy, healthy, wealthy, and well. And then he followed even wishing, quote, racist Attorney General Letitia James. And, of course, tongue-in-cheek. It read, quote, Happy Easter to failed gubernatorial candidate and racist Attorney General Letitia James. May she remain healthy, despite the fact that she will continue to drive business out of New York while at the same time keeping crime, death, and destruction in New York. Let's get our bottom of the hour break in. If you'd like to join the program in open forum, we do have open phone lines at 609-407-1450. Phone lines are open right now. If you'd like to check in, we'll get you right on when we come back. 609-407-1450. Early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. And it's Harry Hurley at 30 minutes past the hour with three stories that you can follow on our WPG Talk Radio app. This story, oh my gosh, it it got so much readership. There's a deer with a limp that's been spotted all over Northfield. We have the story. Nearly 100 people from the same New Jersey high school, Colonia High School, not Colonial, Colonia High School have developed brain cancer. Something's up there. And Sir Paul McCartney, September 28, 2002, in Atlantic City. From the Town Square, New Jersey, Info and Weather Network, I'm Chris Coleman for Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. Once we get through the chilly temperatures this morning and the rain later today, the rest of the week looks very tranquil. Clouds increasing today with some rain by this afternoon and a high of 52. Rain could be heavy at times tonight and breezy with a low of 40. That rain quickly ends by tomorrow morning. Sunshine returns for Tuesday up to 55. Sunshine Wednesday and 60. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app. WPG. Talk Radio 95.5. It's early in the morning, anytime, anywhere, on the WPG Talk Radio app. Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. At 37 minutes past the hour, let me make it a point of emphasis to share that it's so sad. And a piece that I wrote yesterday, uh, I ended it with, if this isn't exactly how it ended, it's very close to every word that violence and murder doesn't take a day off even on Easter Sunday. And I wasn't writing about uh, the country being rocked by three mass shootings during the Easter weekend where two people have died. I was writing about something that happened right here in the Garden State where an inmate murdered an inmate, according to the uh, acting Mammoth prosecutor Lori Linsky and it was just a very violent weekend you had uh, authorities in South Carolina they're investigating the shooting at a club in Hampton County that was 
early yesterday, Easter Sunday morning, at least nine people injured. It was the third mass shooting in the United States over the weekend, the Easter weekend holiday. State law enforcement said in an email there were no reported fatalities in the early shooting at the club in Hampton County. No other information was immediately available on the severity of the injuries. In Pittsburgh, two minors were killed and at least eight people were injured during a shooting at a house party. This this evidently was a short-term rental property. Hundreds of people. Now, you imagine being the owner of that property and you've rented it out short-term rental basis and then they have some who knows what hundreds of people gathering and as it turns out according to uh, the Pittsburgh Police Department Chief Scott Schubert that quote the vast majority of them underage and that comes just a day after gunfire erupted at a busy mall in the state capital of Columbia. Nine people were shot. Five people were injured while trying to flee the scene. And this is according to Columbia Police Chief Skip Holbrook. The victims ranged in age from 15 years old to 73 years old. And who knows? We're not even counting the typical things that happen in Philadelphia and Chicago and San Francisco, L.A., and, and you name it. I used to know the definition. A certain number uh, of people constitutes a mass shooting. This wasn't great news, but I hope that it only turns out to be a limited amount of missed time. Mike Trout is day-to-day after getting, see, I follow him every day in the box score. Don't get to see him play much. You know what the shame of it is? And again, it's my schedule for the most part. I do purchase the baseball package. So there's all these games. And I rarely, I, I buy the baseball package so that I can watch Yankee games because you don't get them any other way. And so there's all these other games there. And I occasionally, will turn on the Angels, but they're typically playing so late at night that I can't. I just, I wrote about it last week. I wish we would get to see Mike Trout play. And I have to say, I'm starting to get a little bit worried. I know in my piece, I mentioned that he's only been on the uh, injured reserve list list three times, but he hasn't played more than 140 games in a season. Now, in fairness... It's 162 games. But if you're playing as an everyday player and you're healthy, you're going to play in most of them. You'll get an occasional day off here and there, which is smart. Some players love to play every day, and Derek Jeter was one of them. Derek Jeter was a very durable. See, some of this, though, is bad luck I mean if you're up there batting and the pitcher throws a terrible pitch you can't that handcuffs you you can't get out of the way 
and it it cracks you on your left hand, there are all these little tiny bones in the hand. So the the x-rays were negative, which is a good sign, but I'm sure he has inflammation and you just never know. You have to continue to evaluate. You could tell he he ran over towards the uh, opposing team's dugout, not to cause trouble, but just how much it hurt. He said, quote, like a normal day, I probably just turn like this and he pivots his left shoulder inward and just get hit. Trout jumped around, shook the hand in pain, and it was, I think, an 81-mile-an-hour pitch. But you just don't want to see this. I don't want to see Trout become just injury-prone and just never, you know, getting through a whole season again. Madden said he could immediately see that Trout was in more pain than expected on that type of pitch, and he took him right out of the game. Trout said he had difficulty picking up the 81-mile-an-hour pitch in the shadows on a day when Globe Life Field's roof was open and that he lowered his hands to protect his midsection. There you go. Now, you don't want to get hit at all, but other than it hurts like hell, if you take the hit in the midsection, you probably don't break anything. And and it turns out hopefully he didn't break anything anyhow. Some of the homework I did on this piece said that Trout, who is now 30, I think he's close to 31. His career is really, it's hard to believe, but this is either his 10th or 11th season. Might be his 11th season. He's played in 36 games last season through May 17th, and that was it. He had a calf injury that no one thought would take the whole season, but they're they're very stubborn, persistent-type injuries, and he had setbacks along the way, thought he was coming back, had a setback and multiple times, but he hasn't played more than 140 games in a season since 2016. So that's 17, 18, 19, and 20. And now we're, uh, and 21, five. Trout had successful surgery in 2017 after tearing ligaments in his left thumb on a slide into second base. So I don't want to say this, but I, but I, so I'm going to say something that I'm going to ask you to, to not acknowledge that I said, because I don't want to say it. I really fear that it's possible that we've seen the greatest play from Trout. Hate to say that. And usually by early 30s, then you're trying to maintain near the level and then it starts to slip, erode a bit. I I know it's hard to say. I want to say Trout is not injury prone, but but he hasn't played more than 140 games in five years. Well, you look a lot of players haven't either. But something like yesterday, I mean, 
Derek Jeter, I saw him get hit in the hand, and he missed. And it, I was worried, and he did x-rays, and it turned out to be negative, and he was out maybe for like five games. Could even have been a little bit more than that. I, I don't quite remember that, but it was a similar type of hand injury. 46 minutes past the hour, 609-407-1450. Phone lines are open. It is open for them if you'd like to check in when we come back. Sean Hannity. How embarrassing is it the White House is not currently planning a trip for Biden to Ukraine? Jackie Heinrich works for Fox News, so she asked Jen Psaki about Biden saying, they wouldn't let me go. What do you mean they wouldn't let you go? You're the president. I I can't take questions because if I do, they get really mad at me and everything. What do you mean you're not allowed? Sean Hannity, weekday afternoons at 3 on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Sean Hannity, this afternoon at 3. Now, early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is 52 minutes past the hour. I've got to share with you, um, I just have to. Please indulge me. I have to share with you a story that I wrote over the weekend. I wrote it on the, what is today? The 18th. I wrote it on Saturday, I believe. Pretty early on Saturday, too. So whatever that would be, the 16th. And I just, I had such a good time with the story. It's not a long story. But every day, and I've told you this for 30 plus years. Now, I did not see, it's very rare. I did not see a single deer. Usually either coming down deer path lane, which is hysterical when you see a deer on deer path lane. Uh, or Schoolhouse, or Burton Avenue, or right here at Broadcast Center. It's the vast majority of the time, I will see not only one, but I will see from anywhere from one to, I've seen probably on my way in as many as six or more. And I love them. I, I always have loved them when I would drive to... WPSJ TV for over 25 years. And I, I used to, um, didn't love TV as much as I love radio, but I did like it a lot. Most people would probably pick TV. I just, I love radio. Don't get me wrong. I liked it a lot, just not as much as radio. And people used to ask me that is, you know, could you pick between the two? I said, it's not even, I don't even have to think about it. I mean, I pick radio every time. But TV, I understand why people, you know, you, you see and, you know, there's there's a lot of visual to it. And I, I get it. But anyhow, one of the things I used to always be on the lookout for, the time that I would leave, invariably, I would see a bunch of deer, bunch of them on the uh, Garden State Parkway. And just I loved it. And I get get a little sad because once in a while I see one that's been hit and down and um, you just, you know, you hate to see that. And they, they run around crazy sometimes. They get the rut and they're, the male are just out of their minds and they just run right in front of you. And, you know, you have to be very careful too. They're beautiful, but um, can be a very dangerous situation. So I found out from the Northfield police about a deer that's been spotted in Northfield kind of all over the place with a limp you don't see that every day because you're very agile they're very majestic very fast and you just don't 
see a deer limping around. I have not seen the deer with a limp, but I've worked in Northfield for decades, almost three decades. Every how, then somebody was going to say to me, "Well, you've been here over thirty years, so how?" Did, because we did leave for a period of time and came back. Every weekday, I drive down Burton Avenue at least twice per day. Once in the dark of night and once in the daylight. Almost every single day, I see multiple deer while driving to work. I've loved deer for as long as I can remember. I find them to be beautiful, and I enjoy looking at them. I really do. The other day, I had a stare-off with a deer. I pulled into Broadcast Center, two took off, and this one just stayed and just stared at me. So I was staring at the deer. He's staring at me. I, I guess this could have gone on for quite a while. I let it go on for maybe like 10 seconds. And it was pretty wild because usually they take right off. But this one didn't. So I, I really do. I find them to be beautiful. I enjoy looking at them. Uh, sometimes I see these tiny little ones that at first I can't tell if they're dogs or if they're deer. They're so little. My friend and colleague Joe Kelly from Cat Country 107.3, and he's our director of content digitally for all of Town Square Media Atlantic City. He and I talk just about every day, quite a bit about deer. He loves them too. And we compare our daily sightings. And also what I did in honor of this story about deer, I attached at the very end of my article. If you want to go check it out on the app or at WPGtalkradio.com, I um, actually... uh, include a a wonderful gallery from joe and to those holding on hang in there we're going to do the whole eight o'clock hour open forum there's just no time to do justice i'm going to bring you on and frustrate everybody you and me and and everybody because it'll be hey how you doing hello goodbye so hang in there and we're going to go to your calls uh in the order that they've come in you will lead off and you will be second so just hang in there and i promise it'll be It'll be, we'll be back to open forum before you know it. So we know the deer live, eat, work, and play right here near our Town Square Media Atlantic City, which actually is Northfield Studios. Only, this is an interesting thing. Only once in basically 30 years have I witnessed a deer in Northfield during the daylight hours. And this was a big one, an adult buck that just missed crashing into my car. I don't even know what it was doing, where it was, because it was not on the Birch Grove Park side of Burton Avenue. It was on the residential side of Burton Avenue. And I'm telling you, I know it was the rut. This male deer was going bananas. And when I tell you, I mean, it was huge. Big full set of you know antlers, the whole the whole deal, and it flew right in front of my car. I was doing about twenty miles an hour, and this deer at a direction I would never have ever expected. This was a number of years ago. Flew right in front of my car. I had no chance to break. It, it was so close to a direct hit that I don't know how we didn't have a collision. That is the only deer sighting in Northfield by Town Square um, Broadcast Center 
that I've ever had in the daylight. In the morning, I am. It is a. It's a zoo out there. I see rabbit. I've seen raccoons. I think I've seen a fox, uh, deer, of course. I mean turtles. You name it. It's a. It's Doctor Doolittle out there, in the dark of night, daylight only one time. Have I seen a deer here by the radio station? And then usually I see anywhere from one to eight all right by broadcast center because there's some really nice areas uh we're not we're very close to birch grove park and they're here and uh, i love it so if you want to read the story and a lot of people have my story's up on the app or at wpgtalkradio.com your call 609-407-1450 or next WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a Town Square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. Six minutes past the hour. Thanks for waking up early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's number one talk station, all because of you. You know, there was a story I wanted to share last hour. I'm just going to do it very, very quickly. I read a piece and it was written by a California sports writer that said that the Angels manager, Joe Madden, makes shocking decision not seen in Major League Baseball in over 140 years. He actually issued an intentional walk with the bases loaded in the fourth inning of the Angels game over the weekend. But that's not the first time in 140 years. I personally know that at least twice in 2008, Barry Bonds was walked with the bases loaded. And I think that, that it happened again in 2012. So the, the whole premise, you're going to write this fantastical story. I mean, it's, it's, not even, it's not even close to being accurate. So anyhow, just thought I'd squeeze that in. This portion of Hurley in the Morning... Brought to us in part by batteries plus ball. By the way, it was a, it was a weird decision. Now, the, the Angels won the game anyhow. I don't know why he did it, but um, because it wasn't like Barry Bonds was coming up. I'd walk Barry Bonds and give up one run instead of this guy hitting a grand sal- salami. But not, not for what they did it for. Anyhow. This portion of Heroic in the Morning brought to us in part by Batteries Plus Bulbs. I'm a huge fan, as you know. Not, in fact, I may be taking my iPhone in the very near future because this baby has a lot of uh, memory left. And the only thing that's going to happen to this phone that I see is at some point it won't hold the charge the way because the lithium battery only can be recharged so many times. They can replace batteries. They do it all. So rather than have to get a new phone, I'm probably going to replace the battery at some point. They do such a great job. So this is Harry Hurley for Batteries Plus Bulbs with stores in Northfield right next to Broadcast Center at 900 Tilton Road. And they have a store on Route 73 in Mount Laurel, New Jersey. Roy is the owner. 
and his team. They are extraordinarily service-minded. They have creative solutions to fix your cell phones, your batteries for various power tools, and all kinds of devices. I haven't yet had a listener bring something to them mechanically that they haven't been able to fix. They have creative solutions outside the box. They're very, very good. And remember to mention Hurley in the morning. Not only is it kind, and I appreciate it and you for it, but at the point of sale, you'll receive a 10% discount. Now, this next caller, I would shake his hand if he was in the room. But then again, he doesn't have to be in the room. Andy Cortman, I just shook your hand and you don't even know it. Hello there. I reached out. I reached out and you were there. Yes. (laughs) Now, you know what? We can laugh about it, but tell me this is not a serious, just almost surreal situation that by the day we have mounting evidence. These are all the symptoms of somebody with either dementia or Alzheimer's, the hallucinations. I'm not, you know, I'm not playing Dr. Andy. But I know what I saw. I saw him finish that speech. I was meant to see that, not even on a replay. I saw it for real. I turned on Fox News, and that this speech was right at the end. I see him end. He's at the podium. He turns to his right, and he puts his hand out and shakes the air, and then has this just fantastical look on his face. He is seeing something none of us can see. Then he does the whirling dervish or whatever you want to call it and doesn't know where he is. And I know Saturday Night Live finally can't ignore it, but we had a laugh about it. But it's it's really serious. Yeah, I, I think about um, how they used to go after Ronald Reagan. Uh, Ronald Reagan, on his last day on Earth, was probably more cognizant than Joe Biden is right now. I mean, and how about we don't even go back to the eighties? How about we go to the media, immediate past president? Look, look how they went after Trump. Yeah, I saw. I saw him when he went down the, you know, the ramp. But you know, it's amazing, Harry. They didn't. They they were they were all over him going down this ramp with leather dress shoes on a wet day, no grip. Right. Yep. But they didn't talk about how when he came back from having covid, how he walked unaided all the way up and came out on the balcony of the of the White House. Like I I was I had tears watching him come back to the White House and, and walk. Remember that? Remember yeah. that scene of him walking? Yeah, yeah I like, do. He was said, if I remember correctly, he left in a full suit. And he came back with a shirt, dress shirt, no tie on, back to the White House, correct? Uh, I'm not, I don't recall what he was wearing. I thought he had a suit, it seems to me. No, he had a, I think he had a suit jacket on, but a white shirt, and I don't remember the tie. It was kind of like, hey, I'm back, you know, but I just got out of the hospital, and I'm, I'm, I'm in a suit, but I don't have the tie on. I remember, I'll go back to when he left with COVID-19 and you could tell, I mean, he was not well. He, he was burning up with fever, but he was in a suit and he was stoic and he walked out by himself and for all the cameras to see. 
and got on Marine One. But if I'm, I, I'm almost positive on the on the optic of the last thing that. But I remember everything that you do too when he went up to the balcony and all of that. But I'm pretty sure he did not have a tie. I'll, I'll uh, actually look at it while we're talking, and and I'll, I'm sure I'll be able to pull up a picture of that occasion. But yeah, that was uh, that was presidential leadership. It was kind of reminiscent of Reagan when he looked out of his hospital window when he was shot by Hinckley, who, of course, I made a prediction uh, 30 years ago that Hinckley would be out of, out of uh, his confinement because this is the way our country was headed. How about, how about a man tried to kill the president of the United States, almost succeeded, miraculously did not succeed, something like a 32nd of an inch, and President Reagan's dead, and if the devastator bullet had gone off inside him, he would be dead. Miracle he didn't die. And Hinckley is guilty as hell, free as a bird, to quote uh, the great uh, Bill Ayers. Well, how about, how about a black Capitol Hill police officer murders an unarmed white woman? And we don't know the identity of the guy for eight months. Until he, outed uh, him, it, until he decided to out himself. Yes. Yes. And if the situation had been reversed, that person's face would have been plastered on television 24 uh, seven. How about that? They, you know, they didn't reveal. Uh, 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 well, I, I mean, we're, we're getting off on tangents here, but um, I, I really uh, I, I was I was I was taking my walk and I was <laughs> I, you were killing me with this description of, of juxtaposing Trump versus Biden. And I think you're right. He, he had a jacket on. I do know that. So you're probably right. He didn't have the tie, but I just remember, I do remember he was wearing a suit because he always yeah. does the suit, but, yeah. but that's a powerful image. And that's what the world needs to see. Forget CNN. They're going to criticize or MSNBC, but the world needs to see that they need to see the man under his own power. He's strong. You know, COVID, you can't beat me, blah, blah, blah. Now, what you were saying before, I, I was, I'm like, my God. So Title 42 goes away. Yes. Which means foreign invaders are perfectly okay to come into this country from all over the world, unvetted, untested, no problem. Yet American citizens still have to wear masks on buses or whatnot in various cities. You know, I had an interesting conversation the other day, Harry, with, uh, uh, there's a local uh, eatery I go to here on the island, and not one person in the place wears a mask. None of the none of the patrons, none of the workers. The only people wearing masks were the two youngest people in the place, the busboy. These are 19, 18 year old men, the healthiest they're ever going to be. And I, after a while, I have to ask them. Could you come over here for a second? And, and I say to them, why are you wearing that? Uh, you know, they, I said, do you realize you are the healthiest you're ever going to be in your life? And I tell them my story. Andy, let me ask you, did they tell you, though, did the establishment make them wear it? Or did they wear it based on just overall wokeness? Well, one of the, I don't know, managers, whatever, or one of the higher higher up waitresses, she said, you know, it just makes him feel safer, you know, blah, blah, blah. Okay. But here's, here's the story, Harry, in a nutshell. I got him to admit that they really don't do anything because I said to him, can you smell the food in here that you're serving? He said, yeah. I said, then your mask is useless. 
I said, if you could smell food, then your mask is, I said, as a matter of fact, you have it below your nose. So what is the point? He admitted that it was, he basically, not basically, he did. He admitted because his friends were, it's, it's, a, it's a, uh, a, a fashion statement. Okay, so either a fashion statement or placebo, just feel better, feel safer with it. Uh, but if it is that we, and maybe that age, they all are compliant or overly compliant. By the way, as we've been chatting, I did pull up a photo that I believe is President Trump returning to the White House, walking off of Marine One on the lawn of the White House, and he's in a navy blue suit, white shirt, and he has the red tie around the back of sort of the collar, and it's hanging down on each side, but he's not wearing the tie, so we sort of both are right. There was something about him coming back without the tie that I just remembered. Yeah. Here's another question for you, Harry. Is it a coincidence that these uh, marijuana dispensaries, and I, I look at the towns that they're in, and I know all of these towns. I know Williamstown intimately. I know Belmar. Not Belmar, but Belmar, in, in, uh, right before the Walt Whitman Bridge. Yeah, B-E-L-M-A-R, where Rob Andrews is from. Well, no, but then there's B-E-L-L-M-A-W-R. That's where this other dispensary is, if I'm, Got, if I'm not gotcha, mistaken. Gotcha, Yeah, yeah. So, okay, so there's the one up north is called, they, I don't know why they say Belmar. They accent the second syllable, and, and this one down here is, is Belmar. It's, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, so Belmar, Williamstown, Vineland, <laughs> and Egg Harbor Township. Is it me or is there something similar about those towns? Why they would put those dispensaries in those areas? Seems to me there's a large percentage in that in those areas that are on the lower economic end. Or, or am I wrong? Well, you you might not be wrong, but it might not be for the reason that you think. Sometimes things could like you could be right about that, but it might still not have anything. Thing to do with causation. My feeling is they picked communities with a lot of land. Uh, I, I'm leaning towards that more than what you gravitated towards. Well, Harry, Belmar, uh, I don't think you could find a place in Belmar where you could put a quarter on the ground without touching someone's Well, house. see, you know an area that I have no knowledge of. I'm thinking Williamstown, a lot of land, Egg Harbor Township, the biggest geographically uh, in uh in Atlanta County, although I think somebody disputed that it's not geographically bigger, but more population. So if that's the case, then that can't be the reason. I mean, and then you'd have to go into, is it located in a way that they have them spread out geographically? I'm not sure. Make a quick comment, then I've got to run. And Andy, I don't hear you anymore. Oh, I'm here. Okay. I, I I find that the same areas that ha- are having these dispensaries are the same areas, coincidentally, where you see billboards all over the place for addiction centers. And they seem to be the same areas where you find um, abortion clinics. I, I, I You know, it, it, it's like, Harry, I've said this before. The, the Democrats want nothing more than to create as many dependent people as possible. Because dependent people 
who can't keep jobs. So let me ask you this real quick. So do you believe the Democrats, and they're really the ones that have pushed this everywhere that it's happened. Do you believe the push for recreational marijuana is that is a gateway drug and that they actually want people to become addicts? Oh, there's no doubt in my mind. Because then, of course, the state has to take care of them. Of course. And then who do they vote for? The people taking care of them. Harry, please, 30 more seconds. We know where the poppies come from, Afghanistan. That's where you get opium. We know the fentanyl comes from China. And we know that our southern border is wide open. So you have a place to make the opium, you have a place to make the fentanyl, and you have an easy way to get it into the country. What do all of those things have in common? Afghanistan, China, and the southern border. Joe Biden and the Democrats. Well, it's a compelling argument, and I think a lot of people are buying what you're selling. I I am just praying that that's not true because that is um that's pretty sick stuff uh but i i I know why you think it all right andy let me jump i promised this caller they were next and then right after the break uh after the bottom of the hour break we will um go to atlanta county uh we'll go to joe o'donohue we'll be right back don't go away this is Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. Listen for the morning edition of the O'Reilly Update with Bill O'Reilly at 1015 this morning. Now, Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you very much. 26 minutes past the hour. Right back to your calls and joining us right after the bottom of the hour break. Egg Harbor Township Committeeman Joe O'Donohue on the Hurley in the Morning program. Where we welcome you now. Good morning. Caller, you've been holding. It's time to speak. Hold on. You're going to hear a little beep right in your headset or your earpiece, rather. And when you hear that, it's time to talk. Caller, are you there? All right, somebody's there because the line will not. This computer phone is perfect. It will not keep a call. Uh, maybe you're on mute and you don't know it and you're talking and you think we can't hear you, but um, this much I know. I can't prove you're on mute, but I know I can't hear you. 609-407-1450. Let me begin with Joe, and uh, we're not going to take just two minutes with Joe, uh, and we'll carry Joe over the break as well. Joe, welcome to the Hurley in the Morning program. How are you, my friend? Good morning, sir. How's everything? Good. I hope you had a happy Easter. I did. I always do. You know, it's it's our high holiday, one of our high holidays, and and certainly it's important for our kids and and you know just everything. Spring break, all those things come into fruition this time of year. Spring, all the beautiful things that life has to offer. Uh, Harry, I I had to call in because I heard Andy, and I have to vigorously defend Egg Harbor. Not only am I a resident here. Um, I am one of the committeemen here. I'm actually one of your new committeemen here. And I would say to you that the demographics of Egg Harbor Township are not the lower end or the, the, the struggle and strife that we see, but we're working class people for the most part, as you know. And uh, I think it was chosen because of its 68 square miles and has the largest population in Atlantic County. I think that's why they positioned here. Having said that, I will have to say to you, I'm a lifelong uh, law enforcement, as you know, 
and um, it's it's my it's my journey in life, and and I believe in law enforcement, and I believe that the horse was put before the cart. I cannot legislate from the dais of Egg Harbor Township, but what I will tell you is this: I was not a proponent to support uh, in support of the legalization of marijuana, as you know, as uh, was part of. I was questioned many times during the election, and I've had people say to me, "It's going to cost you votes." But I am who I am. I believe what I believe. And I believe preparation was not made properly. I'm concerned about our youth. I believe it is a gateway drug, contrary to what many people think. Yeah, I do. I do, too, on that. I I really do. Hold on, Joe. Let's get the break in. Then I'm going to challenge you because you said you disagreed with Andy. I I want to disagree with him, too, because that is um, just a terrible thought that that this was strategic to place them in locations where basically you're just trying to hook people in quote-unquote lower-income areas and things like that. Because I think you can make the case Egg Harbor Township is a total melting pot that has everything from low-income, middle-income, upper-income, and so on. Uh, But Andy's point was that these were placed in cities based upon – lower income average, which I'm not sure if that even is true, and that the idea behind it is to hook people, to get get people on the gateway drug, if you will, that you called it, and many people have called it that. Some people say it's not, but I think it is. I mean, I think there's actual studies that show that when you start smoking marijuana, that many people do go on to try other things, opiates and other things. Uh, So when we come back, you said you strenuously object to what Andy said. I'm going to ask you why you strenuously object. Is there any truth to what he's saying in terms of why Egg Harbor Township was selected as one of the areas? We'll be back with Egg Harbor Township Committeeman Joe O'Donohue in just a little bit. This is the Hurley in the Morning program on South Jersey's number one talk station, WPG Talk Radio, 95.5, all because of you. This is the Town Square, New Jersey, Info and Weather Network. It's 31 minutes past the hour. This is Hurley in the Morning with three stories that you can follow on our WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. There is a deer with a limp, and it's been spotted all over Northfield. And the story I wrote on Saturday, and it's really been getting a lot of readership, Nearly 100 people from the same New Jersey high school called Colonial High School, uh, yeah, Colonia High School, have developed brain cancer. And Sir Paul McCartney in concert, Atlantic City Boardwalk Hall, September 28th. From the Town Square, New Jersey, Info and Weather Network, I'm Chris Coleman for Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. Temperatures are in the 30s this morning in South Jersey, and we do have to talk about some heavy rain in the near future. Clouds will be increasing today with some rain by this afternoon with a high of 52. That rain could be heavy at times tonight, breezy with a low of 40. Rain quickly ends by tomorrow morning. Sunshine returns for Tuesday up to 55. More sunshine Wednesday and 60. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app. Early in the morning. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app from the world's playground 
This is Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. 38 minutes past the hour. We are visiting with Egg Harbor Township Committeeman Joe O'Donohue, and we have Mayor Charles Kane on deck in the 9 o'clock hour. Already a very good uh, guest listener question waiting for Mayor Kane's arrival. Let me go to a message I received from Andy because sometimes you can unwittingly even. I don't think I misrepresented what he said, but he wrote me, Egg Harbor Township, blue collar, not rich, but earn enough to afford the stuff. People in all these areas are in different amounts of money, but they are large enough populations in those areas that are on the middle and lower end. Why is it that we also see all the billboards for addiction treatment centers in those areas? Um, So what do you say about all that? I mean, I know you're an elected official, first of all, you're a good friend. You're an elected official, and of course you're going to defend your community. But I'm just wondering, I'm not sure that Andy said anything that you could say you want to defend what he said. Uh, but what did he say that, I mean, I'm not sure if he said anything that's not true. I'm, not, I'm also not sure it is true. But what are your thoughts, Joe? Well, you know, Harry, he's right about many aspects of this. And as you know, and as I would reiterate, um, I was not a, a supporter of the legalization of this, of any drug. I think it corrupts our youth. It, it opens it up to them at an early age. And already we've seen things on a personal level, I'm speaking, not just as a committeeman, that I totally see a disaster coming down the road. And I'll give an example, at one that really, I can't even say how it affects me. It's called the CREMA, CREMA Act. It clearly states that the employers can't take adverse um, uh, action against an employee. And think about this, Harry, for the legal purchase of marijuana and the use while off duty. This even goes into our public law enforcement. It, It specifically relates to police officers. So how do we monitor this? What tests do we have in place to see? We have tests if you're drinking and driving. What do we do about when you're under the influence of uh, marijuana? What, what test? Yeah, there, there is no test. In fact, the only thing you could do, you can do, I think, blood. You can do even longer uh, the hair follicle. You can do a hair sample. But all that will say is that there's marijuana that's been in your system within a certain amount of time that has transpired. But there is nothing. There is no ALCA test. This is something that we have written about and spoken about at length on this program about, Joe. You're absolutely right about that. Let me bring up one other constitutional thing, because I know that there are legislators right now in New Jersey pushing for this, what you just mentioned a moment ago. How do you make something recreationally recreationally legal, but then you say that a police officer uh, can't use a legal product now? On their off time, uh, look, anybody could get called in. The brain surgeon could get called in. Are we going to make it that and brain surgeons can't and nurses can't and all doctors can't? I mean, we're going to have like uh, three people that will be allowed to if we start discriminating. Look, I'm not for any of it, but I say a cop on their off time doesn't have less rights than any other citizen. What are your thoughts about that comment? Well, that's true. And we and and but by the way, if a cop got called in or a fireman got called in, I don't want them uh, making life and death decisions uh, stoned. But where do you draw the line here? That's the problem with legalizing it in the first place, isn't it? 
Well, it, it's true, and it's the horse before the cart, you know? The cart before the horse. It's it, it just, I'm astounded, Harry. The state police, in this prima policy that came out on the 13th of April, it says the state police drug testing policy will follow soon, a change. Well, what policy? Why wasn't that first instituted before we jumped ahead? What are we doing? Listen, Berlin market, and I'll call them out. There's open sales already in the Berlin market. People are, are, are handing out free samples. I mean, how can this happen? We witnessed it. Mario Suarez and I have witnessed that. We're, we were in shock. We're like, how's this happen? I, I just Well, think- you know that law enforcement is being told to look the other way already. So they, they feel comfortable doing it. And anybody else out there that's doing whatever they're doing, they feel comfortable doing it because nobody's charging anybody with a recreational amount, are they? No, it's, it's true. And it's, it's hard to enforce when you don't even have people now that want to make application to the job. I mean, the, the entire law enforcement community is reeling from the lack of response for employment. And the public will feel this if we don't change our, our trends and our thoughts about law enforcement in general. And if we don't support them, not to mention, keep in mind, this goes true for our fire departments, volunteer or otherwise. They, they are making serious decisions. Our EMTs, all of our employees make serious decisions about people's health, safety, welfare. Um, we really need to take a strong look from here on in. Listen, the voters voted it in, and I said before, I can't legislate from Egg Harbor Township Dias, but I can, I can say to you that I think we've made a grievous error here and i think that we're going to pay the price in some way take a look what happened with vaping on a small such a small comparison uh to what what's going on now vaping went all over the place without controls and what happened now you're seeing studies that say this and that that it's actually worse than smoking cigarettes uh it may not have as many of the carcinogens uh the ingredients in it but it's caused popcorn lung. It's caused all kinds of damaging things. And in many cases to very young people, I was against vaping from the second a very dear friend of mine walked into the studio years and years ago. He has since passed away. Uh, And I see this blue glowing thing like in his mouth. And then I see him blow out. It was like, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. This white cloud that was like so much. I said, oh, my God, what the hell is that? He tells me it's vaping and it's safer than smoking. I said to my friend, well, how do you know that? I said, you're inhaling that. I don't know what the hell's going on with that thing that's got to have some kind of heater in it or something. It's heating something liquid, turning it into vapor. You're You're inhaling that. You don't know what the hell's in that thing. You only think it's safer than smoking because someone told you. And you're right about that. Then, it, then of course, it comes out with um, cherry flavors and and other you know flavors, not just cherry. Uh, and and I know that the the state has cracked down, and I think only menthol now or whatever is is allowed to be uh, flavored in it. But vaping is terrible. Well, if you look at the place Joe, hold on, hold on. Let's get the last break in. We'll close out the hour together. And you'll get to finish that point in just a little bit. Don't go away. With Joe O'Donohue, Egg Harbor Township Committeeman, I am.
Hurley in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Hey, Sean Hannity here. Join me this afternoon at 3. Now back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. With Ed Carper Township Committeeman Joe O'Donohue, I am Hurley in the morning. This is South Jersey's number one talk station, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 that you've tuned into. We thank you for that. Check out also all of our digital content creators and the work that you can read straight navigating from your WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app or from the website wpgtalkradio.com and you can navigate from any smartphone, any digital device whatsoever and and read the content in that manner. And also there's a listen live button on both the app and also on every page of the website where you can listen anywhere on the planet to WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Again, visiting with Egg Harbor Township Committeeman Joe O'Donohue, we're talking about recreational marijuana, and I'm glad we're having this conversation because I do think more people need to uh, to speak out. Uh, it was one of those things where we we said right up front, I, I sort of know the, the predisposition of the state. I knew not only that the question would pass, but that it would pass comfortably, but I also know from doing a lot of homework, if you Google me, on the topic of recreational marijuana and maybe put uh, Washington State in there, you can read a very extensive, I think it's in the neighborhood of 1,200 to 1,500 words that we wrote about everything from the um, lack of productivity to the dropout rate in school, that everywhere that recreational marijuana has been legalized We've seen a loss of productivity, all kinds of problems, and at the same time, the revenue is never as promised. So you get all the problems, and I don't see it worth the bottom line, and I sense that you uh, probably agree with that, Joe. I do. I, I absolutely agree fullheartedly, and I can tell you that it's like a bad salesman. The product and the promise are never what they're made to be, and I'm hoping because, you know, hope is the flame that burns eternal, right, Harry? Yep. We have to hope but uh, that it works out and that we can monitor this. I can assure the residents of Egg Harbor Township that your committee is on top of this. Our mayor, keep in mind, there's a strong law enforcement presence on this committee. Three out of five of us had law enforcement experience. And the other two have been politically involved, uh, to include our deputy mayor, who you know, who I call the den mother of our group. And she, she's an intellectual mom. She understands what we do. Joe Cafaro is another one. He, he's been in this business a while. He's watched it. He's a conservative. We're mindful of all this, but we cannot legislate from the diocese, I've always said. We can only try to enforce the laws and do what we have to do in conjunction with our police chief and our police department. It's, it's, it's the finest if not one of the finest in this county. And we rely on them to, to monitor this and to look after our, our youth especially because they're still at an influential age, Harry. And I'm calling upon every resident in this township to report improprieties. They came to us about certain locations involving vaping. We rallied our law enforcement and we've taken action, which I can't really speak on yet, but we handled that because it involved underage uh, kids vaping and, and being able to purchase product. 
So these are the things we need the public. The public is not should not be adversarial to police. They should embrace the police. They should work uh, with the police to help us to do our job and to help the township to run smoothly. I do disagree with one that on Andy's part, and I again I vigorously defend Egg Harbor Township. If you look at our recreation, how important that is to not only the parents of Egg Harbor Township but other people who come here. We encourage our parents to be involved, and they are involved. And we have, we are a shining star in that area. And I would say to you, the same involvement I anticipate we'll get with this. We, we had a medical marijuana facility here. It's been relatively functioning well. So if you have to make a choice, that's the example that you use. And we're going to, we're going to monitor this, but. The thing, see, the thing about the medical, though, and I, I don't think Andy said anything about the sports and recreation program, so I think that, was, that wasn't fair. But um, the, the medical marijuana, I think a lot of people, I mean, even a former U.S. attorney and former governor, Chris Christie, came on board. And I, I changed my position when I was originally against medical marijuana because I just saw that people with cancer that, that could not eat and, and the nausea and folks with ms and things like that that it was it was helpful to them uh so again you don't have to do inhalation you can do it edibly you know with the edible um components but uh i took the position of supporting the medical marijuana because i I didn't have a legitimate reason to be against it on the recreational side i think there's a lot of reasons to be against it i don't want this to become a stoner nation uh, and I, I know what it I know what it does. It, it just it puts people, you know, they may feel wonderful or think they feel wonderful, but you lose a lot of productivity and you, you just create a lot of problems within the community, within a state. Uh, closing comment. Time is yours. Final minute. I, I think we have many examples of what could happen. Uh, growing up in Atlantic City, I lived it, I saw it, and I watched how people transitioned from one smoking to other things, and I watched how it deteriorated an area more than one place. We have plenty of examples. I would say Egg Harbor Township will vigorously pursue the law, and we will watch this like, like it's our own house. By the it. way, though, final 30 seconds, if Andy's wrong... Why did they choose Egg Harbor Township? I think they chose Egg Harbor Township because of its location. It's centrally located, and everybody wanted this. All the towns were requesting it. Yeah. And I think that we saw, they saw that we were centrally located, that we had already had a medical marijuana facility that functioned well without incident, and that was part of the example. And I think that they saw that we would be the ones to monitor it let me, let me jump in i think you're absolutely right about everything you just said i think you're absolutely correct i think it's more that than the latter but it is a compelling theory that andy has wpgg atlantic city wenjhd3 millville a town square media station everything you need to know in six minutes starts now joe you're welcome from harry hurley way in the world's playground 
to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. Welcome back. Seven minutes past the hour. The mayor of Hamilton Township is here. He is also with Amory, the owners, the operators of the Auto Plaza at English Creek. Mayor Kane, the president and the chief executive officer. They are the official and exclusive automobile service parts and sales provider for the Hurley in the Morning program on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Charles and Amory Kane, the Auto Plaza at English Creek at 6122 East Black Horse Pike, Egg Harbor Township. And guest listener Linda is going to lead off the um, the hour with a very good question that maybe some of you have thought just a little bit about. Maybe some of you have not thought about it at all. But it is something that Mayor Kane and I have reviewed on the program in the past, and it's something that a lot of us, well, all of us at some point deal with it with the different automobiles that we purchase at the Auto Plaza at English Creek. To make an appointment, sales, service, parts, 609-646-2447. That's 609-646-2447 on the web at myautoplaza.com. Mayor Kane, welcome to your program, my friend. Good Monday morning, Mayor. How are you? It is. It's another great week already um, trying to make a difference. Here's a great question. I think you're going to appreciate this, Mayor. It came in at 8 o'clock sharp this morning. I thought it was even earlier than that, but uh, it's timestamp, so here it is. Good morning. I have an auto question for Mayor Kane. I see a number of new cars with only one license plate, which is in the back, and the front plate is often on the passenger side dashboard and wondered why. So I started to pay attention and discovered that the vehicles do not have either a plate frame and or designated location for a front plate. Since New Jersey issues two plates, and I'm not in favor of only one, why are manufacturers not providing for a front plate and then further down the food chain, why are dealerships not providing something and or complying with the law and affixing the tag to the vehicle? Now, Mayor, if you don't mind, you can speak for the Auto Plaza, but let me as your client, not as your broadcasting partner, let me say I have never, Linda, I have never purchased a car at the Auto Plaza at English Creek where the front and the rear license plates have not been affixed to the car. So it's not everyone that's doing it. And I remember years ago saying, Mayor, I can't believe it. They're, 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 you got to screw right into these brand new bumpers. They don't have the, the things. So Mayor and I have talked about it. Keep in mind, Pennsylvania, for example, you only have to have a rear license plate. So then they don't have the, the holes in the front because you, then you see that. And you don't want to see that. You want it to be clean. So, Mayor, is that the deal that the car companies are making a car that complies with the one license plate in the rear rule for states that do that. And then if you need to put the bumper, or rather the, the license plate on the front, because it's a state like New Jersey that requires front and back, and I'm in agreement, I, I think two license plates 
is twice as good as one. The math proves me right on that. But I think it's also good for law enforcement or hit-and-run situations or accidents or any other reason. Or if one falls off, you still have one. Jim Whalen lost a license plate at the scene of an accident uh, many years ago, but there was still one left on the car. Uh, so, Mayor, take it from there. I- I'm accurate. I know I'm accurate because I went to the Charlie Kane School of this issue because you and I have addressed this on a number of occasions over the years, but a very good question from Linda, and she's proving that there are operators out there, Mayor, they're not putting the front license plate on the cars that they're selling. Take it away. Well, you know, first of all, uh, great question. Thank you for the question. Um, the very observant too, by the way. I mean, what what is what she's basically seeing is uh, there are only, I believe, um, there's a, I believe, less than two dozen. I, I think it's 18 states left that do not require um, two license plates. Um, there's, I mean, that do require two license plates. The rest of the states only require a rear tag. So um, when you look at the shortage of vehicles across the country, what manufacturers have done, uh, particularly on newer cars, is they've they've designed the vehicle to be delivered to any state. So um, as you just said, instead of having to reinstall, depending on the car and, and, the, and the type of front um, uh, grill and uh, area that it has, a bumper area, um, some still require tag brackets to be mounted on a predetermined location or as you said, um, they're drilled right into the reinforcement behind the plastic bumper. So, I mean, that's and, and probably why she's seeing more of it. Um, normally, if you know those cars are delivered to a state uh, such as New Jersey or California that requires two, um, they are then uh, an accessory tag bracket is, is screwed on by the dealer. But then again, you're dealing with supply chain issues now. So I would assume that that's probably the reason why she's seeing more of them on dashboards, because um, if it requires a tag bracket, uh, that tag bracket is probably like everything else uh, on, on backwater somewhere. So it's it is it's very observant. Um, By the way, Mayor, is there a tag bracket or are they just screwing right? uh, You could put like the auto plaza plastic frame around it like we have on ours. Is there actually um, a bracket like in the old days or are they just screwing right into the bumper? It is very specific to um, make makes and models. So, in other words, uh, you know, the majority of them, no, they would they would just screw right in. As you said, the holes are pre-drilled behind the plastic, so you can't see it in the plastic uh, in the bumper, and 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 you would just attach the tag. But depending on the slope of the the grill and or the bumper, uh, a bracket may need to be installed in order to keep the tag bracket. I mean, the tag uh, displayed properly. So. Um, you know, it's it's a combination of, of things. The ones that she's probably seeing on dashboards are not probably pre-drilled in the bumper, uh, or the dealer doesn't know about it, and um, they probably require a tag bracket, which which they're waiting on. Do you think it's a good idea to have two license plates, one in the front, one in the back? Well, i got to be honest with you. In this day and age, I don't know that the necessity is there. Um, you know, unfortunately for law enforcement, there's a lot of video available um, to law enforcement for, you know, different things nowadays. I, I don't know that it's necessary. I think it's just an added charge for the state. Uh, and anyway, again, I, I go back to it. Anytime we can effectuate something small that continues to just reduce cost at the state and or federal level, I mean, obviously, you know, it trickles down. It impacts us uh you know, at the local level. So anytime you can save money, I think you should. And I think having a front license plate in New Jersey and the other 18 states that still require them is, is uh, senseless at this point. See, I'm persuadable to that. I, I'm, I'm thinking it's a good thing, but I, I come to think of it, I could start to think of reasons why 
most oftentimes uh, you see a car and you don't really see the front, but then you, if you want to pay attention to it, you have that extra fraction of a second or time to then look at the back and check it out from the back. So the back could be the first and only time that you actually need to see a plate. Uh, and many times if somebody's moving fast, you can't see it anyhow. Uh, and like you said, there is, it's very hard in this day and age, even ring cameras from people's doorsteps. It's hard to, to get away with anything that's not videotaped, isn't it? It absolutely is. And, and you know, ring, ring uh, videos have become a, uh, you know, a, a law enforcement tool. I yep. mean, they, at the end of the day, um, you know, the footage that's caught on ring cameras is, is unbelievable. I was out with uh, um, uh, some law enforcement officers on Friday uh, uh, having a great day delivering Easter baskets, which uh, I have to tell you was, was so joyful. Um, but, um, you know, we were talking about that. And, and since ring cameras uh, have become so prevalent, uh, you know, it's, it's a major law enforcement tool now. I will tell you what Linda's um, question definitely put in the front of my mind, and I've mentioned it to Charlie a few times. I just keep forgetting to do it. I got to bring my car in because I want to put new Auto Plaza frames around the license plate and probably even jazz up with newer bolts because I think my bolts actually have just a little bit of a um, older look to them, and the car is so clean that um, – we're breaking it all the way down to the license plate uh, frames, Mayor. I want to do that the next time I'm by. Well, uh, stop by. We can do that while you wait, Mayor. Appreciate it. Let's get the first break in. I'm going to take you up on that, Mr. Mayor. It is 16 minutes past the hour. He is Mayor Charles Kane, Mayor of Hamilton Township, Atlantic County. There are two Hamilton Townships in New Jersey. This is Atlantic County's own Hamilton Township Mayor Charles Kane. The Auto Plaza at English Creek by Charles and Emery Kane the official and exclusive automobile service parts and sales provider for the Hurley in the Morning program, the Auto Plaza at English Creek, 6122 East Black Horse Pike, Egg Harbor Township, New Jersey, 609-646-2447 to make an appointment. You can also make an appointment uh, from the what I call the digital store, myautoplaza.com with Mayor Kane. I am Hurley in the Morning. This is WPG Talk Radio. South Jersey's number one talk station, all because of you, and we know it. Mayor, I have a question for you about breaks coming up next. The WPG Talk Radio app is your connection to South Jersey's talk station. Get free, unlimited local and statewide news from New Jersey's largest radio news team. Download all of our local shows as podcasts and more, powered by Ambient Comfort. For installation to repairs and maintenance, give Ambient Comfort Heating and Cooling a call today at 856-213-6586. AmbientComfortNJ.com. Set the first button on your car radio for South Jersey's talk station. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We are back. It is 22 minutes past the hour. Ladies and gentlemen, the president of Town Square Media Atlantic City, Michael Rubel, in the house. We are visiting with Mayor Charles Kane, and uh, I asked the mayor uh, right before the uh, break, could we come back and talk about breaks after the break? And, Mayor, I am fascinated, and I have to ask you this. um, Are breaks made to last longer now? Because in my entire lifetime, I have never had original – that I can remember – I'm at 73,000, I think, 700 miles 
on Hurley One. And I am on the original brakes, Mayor. Is that unusual? Well, that's that's fantastic. I mean, that, that really is, and and it just goes to show the way you treat the car. But um, I will tell you, with the uh, you know with the advent of um, uh, getting rid of asbestos in brake linings um, and the composition of the new uh, brake pads and, and anti-lock brakes and the other technology advances, brake pads are lasting a lot longer now. Um, so uh, you know, it's it's something that. Um, is intentional with with again uh, eliminating asbestos. Obviously, the health benefits uh, or the the, the detriments uh, of asbestos and brake pads. We understand what they could do to an individual replacing them, or just for the uh, the overall atmosphere. So, um, once they took asbestos out of brake pads, um, the new materials are, are harder composition, and they do tend to last longer. At my last oil change, um, and you rotate the tires and all that, I'm pretty sure Holly told me I still had. Forty percent, four zero. I said, Holly, you you have to be kidding me. I said, I can't believe this. These are like super brakes. But I, I will take a little bit of credit though, because I'm not hard on the brakes, and I'm not doing the kind of driving. You know, there's a certain kind of driving mayor that just eats brakes up. Like for example, jitney drivers. You know how many, you know many brakes they go through, brake pads and all. Absolutely. I mean, obviously, yeah, that, that's that unique type of driving. Uh, the stop and go constantly is going to wear the pads a whole lot quicker. And and in their case, I mean, they're they're high speed stops too, where yes. uh, you know you're you're constantly you know pulling out you know and, and pulling over to stop quickly. So um, where in your situation, I mean, being a mature driver, you can anticipate the the stops and and control the braking. And uh, you know, obviously, if you do it properly, you're going to get a lot more life out of it. That's then. that's how I drive. I mean, I know like I'm coming up to a light, so I'm not going to wait and hit the brakes hard. I just, you know, I cruise in and I, I'm, I'm easy. I'm definitely easy on the brakes and I think it shows. But let me ask you this question about brakes. You say you get down, you know, you get your things checked and, you know, and then and it's down to like this percentage. At what percentage do you recommend getting new brake pads? What we suggest, and again, it is model specific because, you know, some models have a, a larger uh, brake pad surface um, and some, you know, are, are much narrow and much smaller. Obviously, the smaller the surface, the sooner you're going to re- want to replace it. And, and you do that for several reasons. You do it, obviously, uh, to prevent it from deteriorating further, the pad cracking or something of that nature when it gets too thin. Uh, but you also do it for hopper, proper heat dispersion. So um, you want to make sure that you have enough surface that it's properly dissipating the heat so you don't cause other damage to the seals, to the rotor itself, uh, or to the caliper and the caliper seals. So, you know, we we've, we tend to say in most cases you're between 20 and 25%. You're going to want to go ahead and replace those. Now, again, if it gets to 15, it's not going to hurt it. But when you start getting down to where it's hitting you know, squealers or something of that nature and, and just a few percentage points or it goes metal to metal, that's when you have serious issues. And if you wait too long, you're talking about the difference between needing to replace pads only to either needing to what I think you call it, score the rotors or replace the rotors and all these different things. It can go from a, I, I won't say minimal, but yeah, minimal to a very expensive situation in a hurry, can it? 
it's the old saying, pay me now or pay me later. And it's usually much cheaper to pay me now uh, because, uh, you know, when you when you do something as a preventative uh, situation and you replace it prior to it seeing its entire life cycle, you're going to end up inherently saving money because um, no other consequential damage is going to be done. Whereas you let that same thing that, you know, a brake pad go uh, until it hits a rivet or it gets thin enough where you may still think, oh, I still got five, 10 percent left, but the brake pad cracks. Um, and parts of part of it dislodges, and next thing you know, you're metal to metal, mm. uh, and you're putting on rotors, uh, you know, and, and possibly seals and, and even bearings at that point. So you could take you know a hundred fifty dollar brake job and make it a thousand dollar brake job. So you know the best thing to do is you know get your routine service maintenance, have it checked by the person that you trust, and let them continue to monitor it and tell you what the the brake percentages are, so that way you replace them at the right level for your car. Something tells me that many many years ago. You and I had a conversation about this, and I think I raised the question then that I'm about to raise now. Do some cars, most cars, any cars have some feature where you know when it's time because there's is there like a clicking sound or something that's built in? Am I am I imagining that or is there something about that? No, you know what? Uh, you know, a lot of luxury cars, and, and again, we talked about on a show a couple weeks ago how uh, features in luxury cars end up being uh, features in, you know, uh, the everyday cars. And a lot of cars now are including brake sensors on on the actual um, caliper that shows the percentage of, of light by a sensor. Others are, are, are very crude and rudimentary where it's just a, a metal tab that actually uh, is affixed to the brake pad and it's a little smaller than what the um, uh, percentage should be when you replace your pads. So what happens is when you get down to that percentage level, um, that piece of metal will start touching the rotor and will give you a squeal that you are going to want to get fixed. Um, so it, it pretty much, the built-in annoyance will require you to go get uh, the brakes fixed because the squeal you won't want to put up with. And not to be confused with, isn't there a type of brake, a metal brake or some kind of brake that when it's wet out, it does make a squealing sound, and it's not a problem. It just it it just happens. Number one, uh, number one, number two complaints in in cars right today are check engine lights and brake noise. And the brake noise is because of the composition of the pads nowadays, and a lot of the aftermarket pads and factory pads. And and again, having asbestos removed from them, it turns around and it um, it. It makes noise when you go through different layers of the pad. So different layers of metal, different layers of the pad. It makes noise so that um, you know you know that uh, uh, the, the the composition is changing, and it, it's prevalent when it rains and or when you back up when you go against the grain of the of the rotor normally. You once told me that the difference between getting your car to the Auto Plaza service area and only needing pads and getting it there just a little bit too late and then needing all kinds of this other stuff you talked about, the rotors and bearings and all this other stuff. It, once that metal is to metal, it's, it, it happens really quick, doesn't it, the damage? Oh, well, yeah. Once you go metal to metal, there's no going back. I mean, uh, you're going to replace that rotor. In most cases, uh, we used to true them a lot. And nowadays, the, the way they make the composition of the rotors, it's usually a replace, uh, you, you, you return it and you replace the rotor because uh, truing them um, is an outdated process right now.
Mayor, we're going to take a halftime break already, believe it or not. And when we come back, much more important content with Mayor Charles Kane, the owner, the president, the chief executive officer of the Auto Plaza at English Creek, the official, the exclusive automobile service parts and sales provider for the Hurley in the Morning program on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 to make an appointment for sales, for service, for parts. Call 609 646-2447 646-2447 and do as I do, not as I say, uh, bookmark the virtual store in your digital devices, myautoplaza.com. We'll be back with Mayor Kane in just a few minutes. Don't go away. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. Hi, it's Mark Levin. Join me this evening at 6. Now back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you, great one. We are back at 36 minutes past the hour with Mayor Charles Kane, the mayor of Hamilton Township. It is the Auto Plaza at English Creek weekly radio program and a reminder to make an appointment for service parts and sales of your automobiles. Give a call to 609-646-2447, 609-646-2447 on the web at myautoplaza.com. As I reference often during the mayor's program, Mayor Kane is the mayor of Hamilton Township, Atlanta County, New Jersey. Mayor, give us an update. What's happening township-wise? Well, I tell you, I mean, uh, from a, from a township standpoint, Mayor, it's it's really all good news. Uh, I'm very happy to report. I mean, I, I believe the Hamilton Township is in really good hands, really good shape. Uh, tonight, we will uh, have the adoption, hopefully, the adoption of our our budget, which uh, will be once again a zero tax increase on on the residents. And the budget's actually, I mean, it's touching on every single area of the township. Uh, you know, we're, we're we're proposing the largest uh, expansion of recreation in in, in 25 years in the township. Uh, we're we're touching on public safety. We're touching on uh, uh, community services. It's just, it really is a great budget. And to come in at zero, uh, you know, knowing that, you know, people are suffering so bad, to come in at zero uh, is, is something that I take very, very seriously. It's fantastic news. And it's, it's hard to achieve because not only, I mean, it's one thing for people to listen, all right, so they're not raising uh, the taxes. However, the cost of doing business, think about this. You have collective bargaining agreements. Those things are going up. Who could have imagined energy costs being what they're, they are? So not only are you coming in at zero, but that's finding a way to do it in a very significant, what's called runaway inflationary environment where the cost of doing business has gone up quite a bit. You know, that, that's a very good point. And, you know, from a, from a budgetary standpoint, we have to look at, uh, look, our costs are going to increase anywhere between 3% and 5.5% on an annual basis. And that's just that's just your contractual obligations. And we all know that, you know, in, in almost every business structure and municipalities are no different, that the largest line item is, is personnel. So uh, those individuals deserve their raises. Uh, and as elected officials, we have to find ways, you know, to make sure that they get what they deserve uh, while, uh, you know, doing the best we can for the tax taxpayers and and the way that we you you do that is you continue to look for ways um, to reduce the cost of government um, and and I think that we've done a great job with that in Hamilton you know joining the county court system was one piece of the puzzle uh, if you look uh, we, we've you know moved those employees over they're now employed by the county for the new regional court system which you know has had its uh, 
you know, uh, ups and downs, uh, you know, any, anything that's new has uh, some tweaks that you have to make to it, some growing pains, but for all intents and purposes, it's going to be a very successful venture and is going to save those municipalities that, uh, you know, took the leap of faith and joined it. They're going to save, uh, you know, a substantial amount of money when it's up and running correctly. Uh, you know, for in Hamilton, it actually freed up space that we're now looking to do a shared service agreement with another entity, uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars. So, uh, you know, it's, it's a trickle effect. And as long as you keep finding those ways to uh, make government a little more efficient, take advantage of um, technologies and new efficiencies, you know, uh, you should be able to deliver 0% tax increases to your residents um, while maintaining services. I mean, this is going to sound like a meatball that I'm throwing at you, like some, some easy um, thing just to be kind. But what is it about the two philosophies of governance? When you got in and it wasn't just with Republicans because you got in with uh, Harvey Kesselman. He was a Democrat, a good Democrat. And I, I'll always say this. There are many good Democrats. We, we call out the bad ones, just like we'll call out bad Republicans on this program. And we do it. We do both quite often. But there was something to the philosophy of governance when you came in and there was a seven figure structural imbalance. And you turn that around by the time of the end of your first term to a substantial surplus and there is a big difference for for people listening uh taxpayers in particular of your community hamilton township there is a undeniable difference in the philosophy of governance between one that seems to have this penchant to to just tax and spend and the other that spends when you have to and provides for a rainy day with surplus funds and keeps the taxes down there's just such a difference between the two i think particularly in your town oh i, I certainly agree with that i agree with that statement wholeheartedly uh you know look at, at the end of the day uh we were faced with you know um some decisions that that, that weren't good decisions and uh at the end of the day um you know we did what was right from a standpoint that you know we we went back we we re basically did reinvent the wheel came up with a, a, a model that we thought uh based on uh research would fit hamilton township and decided not to go with the gimmicks of furloughs and days off and half days and that kind of stuff and um uh and and decided to write the ship and we did and it's it's reaping de dividends and and you know listen my hat's off to the the other uh, two growth communities, uh, you know, the, the likes of Tony Don Purdy, Tony, Tony Capola, and Galloway, they've done a very good job of uh, holding the line, and, and Egg Harbor Township's also done the same. And, you know, it's pretty ironic when you look at the three growth communities that, um, you know, suffered the most because of the formula that the state made years ago. Uh, and we took all this growth, and particularly, you know, what it's done to our school systems. Uh, to see all three of those that are under Republican control um, all come in with 0% tax increases is, is really a Testament. And then and then to see the county on top of it. So, you know, uh, your your vote has consequences. And, and um, you know, uh, people listening to this show, I know they're getting out the vote, but their job is to tell others to get out the vote um, so that we make sure that we, we keep this county and, and these three growth communities in, in, in uh, you know, the proper shape that they're in. And yet you are in uh, an every year environment, I guess, except for the times where perhaps Republicans have enough of a margin where the year that there's only one seat up, the the power can't change in that one election. But almost every single year is an election year where the absolute balance of power hangs in the balance 
in what have been typically very close elections, except when you're involved. I mean, that's just I'm not again, I'm not being your brother, not being your friend uh, or your broadcasting partner. When I say that, I mean, go to the um, to the voting results, ladies and gentlemen, and you will see uh, that 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 just it's a fact that I just shared. But we've seen a number of nail biters where for several consecutive years, at least I can count like three or so in a row before you got back involved where you had to wait until every single ballot. I mean, the last stragglers come in before you would even know who would win because the result would be 10, 12, 15, 20 votes. I mean, you wouldn't think with such a decided, demonstrated record of one side versus the other. And and so you can see that people seem to vote their party more than they vote the results because by by results these elections shouldn't be close at all but many times they are aren't they you know that that is a very valid point great observation uh you know at the end of the day you're absolutely right i you know when i look back and you know the last time democrats had control and we had ballooned to 153 employees um and uh you know the 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 budget we were you know um outspending uh you know several thousand dollars a day than what we were taking in with tax revenue uh with really no end in sight uh you know that's that's what we we inherited from the democrats and you know we we had to fix that and you when you look at you know it's it's been fixed and you see the benefits that it's reaping, you know, with the the proper tweaks this year, uh, here we are some, you know, 10, 12 years later, you know, that tells you that why would you want to change? You know, what, what, what would be the the new message uh, that 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 could be told uh, to change, and 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 you're absolutely right, and and I've said this many many times in the last election cycles. You know, the days of winning by five six votes, uh, ten votes, twelve votes, they need to be over. I mean, uh, we have a great message. Uh, we're doing great things as as Republican leadership and bipartisanly. I have to admit, but why change? What what would be the purpose right now? Um, what 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 aren't we doing that? would be done differently if you changed. And and I don't think that anyone can honestly answer that question um, uh, any different than you have to get out and vote Republican in Hamilton Township. Well, when you got in office, correct me if I'm wrong, please, it was, I say seven figures because I can never remember how much over a million it was, but it was over a million plus bad news when you took over, Correct. Uh, you know, it, it's one of those things that we were shocked to find out about as we were we were going through it. Yes. And so we know where it turned out a couple of years later. I mean, so it is what it is. And we never did get that that solar herb garden, did we? No, we did not. But, you know, uh, again, and, and I think that's my point, my point exactly. You know, what new ideas, what fresh ideas are there that, that are not being accomplished under the current leadership that you have? Uh, you know, again, when you're touching on, you know, uh, uh, services, you're touching on uh, uh, recreation, large expansion of recreation, you're talking on, you know, community parks, you're talking, you know, adding things uh, that, that haven't even been thought of. I mean, the dog park is a, a regional dog park in Hamilton is, is, is a great idea, and that's, that's happening as we speak. Uh, the planning stages are, are happening. We hope to have that open by the end of summer. Uh, you know, so when you, uh, we're looking at a project down along our waterfront uh, that will include a fishing pier and, and, and other things um, uh, in an area that's been neglected for a while. So yeah, uh, the LSB community, uh, we're going to give an update on that tonight. That's going to be another thing, a low-speed vehicle community in and out our historic district, uh, uh, tying all the neighborhoods together. So there's a lot of exciting things going. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, again, if you like what's happening, 
make sure you get out and vote and make sure you, you, you tell your friends and family to get out and vote. Because, I, yeah. Um, I was just going to say, let's get the break in. We can continue right after the break. I love the idea of the low-speed vehicles. And we do, if you want to go to the uh, the Hurley archives at the WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app, or if you navigate through the website WPGTalkRadio.com, we wrote a whole story about Mayor Kane, about the idea, his collaboration with the chief of police and other partners, uh, and the um, the process of, of looking into the low-speed vehicles. I love it. I think it makes – I think it has – such a cool vibe in a community. I love it. I, I love the idea so much. I think you can tell. Uh, and I was thinking about um, if you're wondering where did the solar herb garden flippant remark come in when I said that to Mayor, hey, you haven't, you haven't gotten the solar herb garden yet in Hamilton Township. I interviewed a Democratic candidate and he's had some tough times, so I'm not going to pick on him. But I interviewed a Democratic candidate for Hamilton Township com- Committee. And I, I asked this question of all candidates, and I was a candidate once, and I wanted to do such things as make the city clerk also the city administrator because I thought she was terrific, and I knew we could save a lot of money by not having two um, positions that we didn't need. And this person had a great deputy, so she was able to be the clerk and to be the city administrator, and I'm proud to say I didn't win. I lost a very narrow election, but I did win the lottery because we started this program less than two months later, and we've been able to do this for more than 30 years since. So I definitely won that day, but my idea did come to fruition. A couple of years after I proposed it, the city clerk was made the city administrator and city clerk, and it was it was the right thing to do, and we had a, a lot of other good ideas. So I asked this person, if the citizens of Hamilton Township honor you with their vote, what is the single most important thing that you would like to accomplish? Ready? A solar herb garden. Now, you know me. I eviscerated that. I, I, could, I couldn't believe my ears. Out of everything that you're running, when you're running for office, you, you, you have to have ideas. Save the residents' taxes by doing this. Increase revenue by doing that. Improve recreation. uh, Improve public safety. uh, Do do this. Do that. Be be aggressive in getting grants. Whatever. Fix um, with the county Lake Lenape Dam. I mean, uh, big, big ideas. And, of course, keeping the streets and the city clean and doing the basic things, too, that aren't sexy and, and big but just important. Solar Herb Garden. And I don't think he won that time, but not too long thereafter, he won. So if you if you don't think elections matter and that your vote doesn't matter, guess again. Anything is possible. I mean, look at our current president. This guy shook hands with the air a couple of days ago and started talking to himself. We'll be back with Mayor Kane. This is WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's talk station. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. Economists are warning that sanctions against Russia could cause unintended damage in America, triggering devastating inflation. As gas prices skyrocket, prices for everything could surge even higher. 
making the current 40-year record inflation look mild. Hi, this is Stephen K. Bannon. I urge you to take immediate action to protect your savings by opening a physical gold IRA with my friends at Birch Gold. I'm Birch Gold customer myself, and they have my highest recommendation. Just text the word PROTECT to 989898, and they'll send you a free info kit on how to get started. In my opinion, gold IRAs are one of the best ways to protect your savings no matter what happens in America or around the world. And the best company to work with is Birch Gold. So text the word PROTECT to 989898 to get everything you need to know about protecting your savings with gold. Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins this afternoon at 1. Now, Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hey, thank you. We continue with Mayor Charles Kane. Mayor, it always happens, and I know it's like a broken record. We always say this, but there's less than 10 minutes left in your program. How did that happen? Yeah, I, I, I love the way this goes, Mayor. Oh my so gosh. Uh, back, I mean, so we were, we were talking about the, the, the different things that, uh, you know, we can, we can accomplish, um, you know, when, when we all work together in, in, in local and county and, and state government. And, you know, you mentioned going off the air, you, uh, on the break, you mentioned grants. Yes. You know, if you look at that's one of the things that Hamilton has embraced uh, uh, with our new community development director, our new administrator. Uh, and if you look back, uh, Congressman Van Drew's office was instrumental in, in helping us, uh, yourself, along with others, uh, were instrumental in getting petitions signed so that we could apply for $4.6 million in federal funding, which, uh, thanks to the efforts of Congressman Van Drew, was brought back to our own community here in Atlantic County uh, for the Wheaton Dam project, which is half owned by the, the county and, and half owned by Hamilton Township. Uh, that's a huge, huge uh, undertaking, and, and thank goodness for his support and him going to bat for, for the residents of Atlantic County. That came home to us. You know, we just uh, completed an application again through his office. Uh, we appreciate the partnership with, with Congressman Van Drew uh, for hopefully another million dollars, 992000 we applied for for recreation. Uh, to offset the cost of some of the, uh, the substantial recreation improvements we're doing. So grants are, are an integral part of it. And, you know, I've caught some heat uh, from my own party, from, uh, from, from the other side, uh, about my close relationship with uh, the county and, 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 and the county uh, uh, employees and county government. So, so in what world is this a bad idea? Well, and that's just it. And I, I think anytime you can you can leverage that partnership, so it, it it's it's works for both entities, meaning the county and the township. And now us looking at other entities uh, here within the township and outside the township to to try and find new efficiencies and ways to again make government more accessible, uh, make it a little bit smaller, a little more efficient. Uh, again, so the the employees uh, get their contractual raises, and and you don't put an additional burden on the taxpayers. Yeah, I'm going to call out swamp creatures. Anybody that's against uh, operational efficiencies, doing the right thing, being collegial, working with the different branches of government, uh, are they also complaining about you working with Congressman Van Drew and achieving seven figures for Lake Lenape? Uh, dam repairs that are much needed that otherwise look what the township and the county would have to do uh in addition to what you already have to do in terms of making those repairs hey, look i'll just i'll just go back to uh 
the plaque that my good friend Ed says Deli had on his desk when he was the administrator many years ago in Hamilton Township, and it said, if you want a friend in politics, get a dog. <laughs> uh, and I don't think true. truer words were ever spoken <laughs> because it doesn't matter what you do, um, you're going to anger a majority, you know, a, a, a percentage of the people. Let, so. let me give you another good actor like you are uh, in public service. It's not politics with you. You, you. This is your hometown for generations. I forget. Is it? Is it six generations? Are you sixth or seventh? My son is ninth. Ninth. So. Oh, my gosh. So you're eighth. Wow. I'll try to remember that. That's amazing when you think about that. But let me give you another great example, and I know you're going to agree with this. Joe Girallo, who I'm, I'm just a big fan of, he ran for all the right reasons. He, he, didn't, he didn't need this. He wanted to give back. He wants to serve the public. You can tell by every action he takes that he is about serving the public. And he's doing something that I think is awesome. Uh, and we're going to be promoting this. I'm going, to, I'm going to write something about this as well, probably as early as today. But they're going to have a community, a quarterly community access open house where they're making government services available to the people when you need them. We're going to share all these dates. Just look for my uh, item. I'm going to finish it in a few hours uh, at on the WB uh, on the WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app, or if you navigate by your digital devices through the website WPGTalkRadio.com. We'll have all the information about this. But he's instant impact in my eyes. He he gets it. He's in it for the right reasons. He's in it to serve. He's not in it for any self-aggrandizement. And that's why you got involved, because you love your, your community. You know, Mayor, I mean, there are great comments, and, and it, is, it is true, and, and there are, there are some, some individuals left like that out there that, that, you know, just do it for the right reasons, and Joe certainly is one of them. You know, one of the proudest things I'm, I'm, I, I have in, in this election cycle is, you know, taking that leap of faith with, with my fellow committee men and women and, and joining the county court system. Look at what, is, what that is to that complex on Main Street. I mean, for our historic downtown, it's breathe, you know, there's a breath of new life uh, that's, that's blown into that building. Um, and, of course, with uh, you know, Joe coming on as the county clerk, uh, the great work that Jim Curcio has been doing as a surrogate, and you know the affection I have for our county executive. Um, but, you know, this open house that they're doing uh, is, is bringing new life to, uh, you know, that, that complex downtown with the uh, county court system and, and, of course, the clerk's office being available for questions and answers in that building. Uh, how about a clerk that actually goes to work? What a novel idea. Um, and, you know, May 5th at... at, at between 12 and 2 p.m. at the historic. Uh, by the way, if you have time, just stop down to see that 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 uh, amazing structure. And, and if you like, would shh on the details, because I'm going to make that a WPG app exclusive. I, I will. Uh, mum's the word. Thank but, you. Um, you know, again, you know that that's that's what you see under uh, under Republican leadership. You see access to government uh, unprecedented. I mean, here you are. You know, uh, obviously they're always available in Atlantic City, but here you're taking that show on the road, and you know the satellite offices here in Mays Landing, they're making that same thing available. Uh, you know, to open to the public here uh, to come in, ask questions, learn how your government functions, um, express your concerns and your views, and 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 let government go to work for you. So. I'm just very proud to be part of it. Uh, and, uh, you know, the county leadership has been amazing. Uh, and, uh, you know, it goes right down to the municipal leadership. And, and we're partners in all this. And, and um, I think Atlanta County and Hamilton have certainly shown that. 
without a doubt. Uh, and the more people that get involved that don't need it, some people get involved because they either want benefits or they're running for the next office beyond. I know there have been a lot of people that have been approaching you, Mayor, to run for higher office. But the reason you got involved was you wanted to represent your local community. Yeah, Mayor, that's true. I, I never discount anything. I never, I never look past anything. Uh, who knows what the future holds? But you know, right now, uh, I have unfinished business in Hamilton, and and you know, when when that business is finished, if if you know, if I got through that list this year. Uh, of things which you know that list continues to evolve if i got through them i wouldn't run again but uh, i believe there's there's work that still needs to be done and uh, i will stay as long as the voters will have me to complete that how would you say right now the state of affairs the state of the city or in this case the state of the township of hamilton how are things uh, you know, I apologize, Mayor. A text came through there. That's okay. Um, I'll repeat the question. How would you rate the state of Hamilton Township right now? Oh, I, listen, we have the highest bond rating we can get. Uh, again, we're, we're firing on all cylinders. I can't be more proud of the direction Hamilton's going in right now. Uh, and it is a bipartisan effort. It is, It is. you know, uh, we work very well together as a committee. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, uh, we have the, the public's best interest at heart. Even with some of the things going on behind the scenes, we have the interest of the public at heart. And uh, I think we're doing great things. And um, But know. yet, final minute and a half, but yet this is another election cycle coming up where the absolute balance of power of which political party, Republicans or Democrats, will be in control of Hamilton Township is on the ballot, correct? Absolutely. Uh, well, you know, listen, uh, 221 in Hamilton Township, and, uh, you know, at this point, um, you know, uh, Hamilton could afford, you know, unfortunately, if we lost both seats, um, you know, uh, you know, we, we, we could be... Um, in trouble, but um, you know I don't see that happening. I, I believe that the voters are going to come out and speak, and they're going to you know they're going to support the initiatives that we've undertaken. They're going to support zero percent tax increases. They're going to support expansion of recreation and services and public safety, and and they're going to vote accordingly. And and we'll we'll rightfully retain those two seats, and and um, you know move on next year to hopefully make it five zero. Thirty seconds closing comment. Well, Mayor, I, I enjoy the, the, the life that this, this program takes on itself. We go into this each Monday morning uh, just firing off questions and seeing where it goes. I enjoy that. I enjoy this time with you and your listeners every single Monday morning, Mayor. And remember, Mayor, it's always a great day to buy a car. At the Auto Plaza at English Creek, no truer words spoken today. It's where I buy. It's where I have my service done and where I purchase all the parts from tires to anything else that we need. The Auto Plaza at English Creek by Charles and Amory Kane. 609-646-2447 in English. 609-646-2447. Mayor, have a great day. Happy belated Easter, Mayor. Have a great day. Thank Same you. to you, my friend. And I saw a great photo of Mayor Kane and a lot of colleagues uh, in, in, uh, in front of a beautiful fire truck and doing candy for kids 